Hey, when does the show start? <laughs> okay, okay, let's begin. One, two, three, four! It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> and Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, there it is, a Thursday, the 10th day of August, 2023. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. And here's your phone number, 916-909-0985. Feel free to use that same number to get in on the text machine. The user-friendly, free-to-download Odyssey app, also thebaileyshow.com. You get our podcast. You can stream us on social media just about anywhere, at Listen to the BS at Listen to the BS and on YouTube if you'd like to subscribe to our channel at The Bailey Show. So next hour, uh, once again, pair of tickets for the Big Sack Republic FC game coming up on the 26th of this month back at Hughes Stadium celebrating 10 years. That's big. Uh, The video from yesterday of Nelson attempting to kick goals uh, with the Sac Republic guys, that is up on our social media and our YouTube channel, and it's uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Something <laughs> I like. I really, th- I thoroughly enjoyed that sixty seconds. Absolutely, uh, you did a really good job editing, and you went out there, you sold it. And mm-hmm. it, but the best part about it was, you know, like of course it's a radio show. We're gonna do bits. We're gonna do everything we can to make you laugh and entertain you and all that good stuff. But th- th- there was that side of it. But you could tell. The best radio bits are when you really try, but it just comes off bad. Right. <laughs> and he was uh, trying hard. And when I say it comes off bad, oh, no. I mean, it wasn't like cringy. It was just it didn't work out for him. Right. Nope. Uh, but he tried. He did. I was proud of him once I actually saw the video and saw his effort. I really thought after I got that one, like, just over the top, I was like, I think I could dial this in. I bet I could sneak one in just over him and under the bar. Were you not trying to hit the ball hard, or were you just trying to get it within? I was trying to not trip. Yeah, you looked timid. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't, I don't have good footwork. No, no, stop. Okay. <laughs> stop. You don't say. How's your heart over there? Mom? <laughs> I just, I just can't take the shocking news. Like even, uh, like it reminded me of. Honestly, it reminded me of bowling. Because you have to like take this step, this step, this step, and then I'm thinking more about the steps I'm taking than the ball or yeah. getting it into the goal. Or you, you looked very. T- I was like, why? Why aren't you kicking the ball? At least trying to kick <laughs> like the ball. How we're driving that thing? I'm right. Trying to finesse. There was a couple where he kicked right to the goal, and it was like, poo. Close, but no tomato. Philly. And poor coach, he goes, there we go. <laughs> yeah, the coach is uh, two cents in between. It was great. So we'll give those to you next hour. We'll do a, a round of nothing personal as we do on Thursdays. And uh, we got an extra pair of tickets today. And this is a this is a really good show. Like, it, there's only a handful of bands that you can go and see and know the entire catalog, right? Their entire catalog uh, are hits. And Foreigner is one of those bands. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and, you know, Loverboy's not a far off second. So both of these bands, the historic Farewell Tour, 
whether it's really Farewell or not. I have no idea. It's funny because Foreigner was the band that I'd host for years every um, New Year's at Universal Studios in Atlanta. Really? It was always Foreigner out there. Yeah. Uh, so August 23rd, Toyota Amphitheater, great venue. So we've got those tickets. I'm going to tell you how I'm going to give them away here in just a second because it's between now and 10 a.m. Yeah, the tickets are going to go out. The tickets are going to go out. Okay. All right. So just remember I have those tickets. <laughs> Keep it in the back of your mind. And I'll tell you here in a second after we have this quick conversation about today and how sad today really is. Oh, my God. All right. So... Today is the first day that Nelson's kids go back to school back in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. The first time ever in their lives that he's not been with them on the on the first day. Don't you? And that is sad. I traditionally have worked in morning radio, say for the time that you guys invited me out here to join you guys in the afternoons. I've worked in morning radio my almost my whole career, and. The whole time they've been alive. So I would save a vacation day specifically for this day. <laughs> Just a random Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, so that I can take them to school because I don't get to be a part of their morning routine. The first time ever, that's going to be tough today. It I, is going to be tough. He's going to cry. I'm, I know I, he is. I, was, I wasn't going to, but now I can't look. And on top of that, Nikki, <laughs> his cat turned 17 today. <laughs> oh, not the cat. She does. It's her birthday. <laughs> I mean, is she in good health? Yeah, but she's 17. Who knows when she's going to die? I know. And you couldn't bring her back. Oh, no. yeah, I forgot you You couldn't bring the cats back. No, I was going to drive. She was going to drive back with me. And then I didn't Dang. I didn't take her on the plane because I hadn't had like her up-to-date shots or whatever. And you ought to have a vet record before you go bring a cat on a plane. <laughs> Damn rules. So you got a double whammy today, Nelson. And my son lost his first two teeth. Oh, and you weren't oh, there. Oh, my goodness. At once. I pulled yeah. all of Penelope's teeth. Oh, yeah, I, I, I remember... Losing my first teeth and tooth. And it wouldn't have meant anything unless my dad was there with me. <laughs> I don't care what he feels like about it. <laughs> Your dad wasn't there. <laughs> Even though I grew up without a father, <laughs> I knew he was there in spirit. <laughs> you wanted him to be there. I wanted him to be there. So you understand Nelson's pain. And I'm sure Nelson's son wanted him to be there. And when he looked over and noticed that there was no one there, God, that must have been tough for him. Poor little Roman. <laughs> Dang, baby. <laughs> You're cold. Now I'm not going to cry. I was, you almost had me. I was going to cry, and now I'm not going to cry. Okay. Gonna cry. Well, hold he, it in. Here, here's a couple things here. Okay. I brought these for you today. Oh, you he got you some tissue. That was thoughtful. You know what? It is thoughtful because uh, he also went Puffs Plus. With lotion. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is my leftover pandemic ba- uh, stash. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first thing. Is that why it smells like dis- like sanitizer? Yep. <laughs> the second thing is, is throughout the program, for those that are listening, if you can make Nelson cry, <laughs> the first person to do this, <laughs> I will give you these tickets to see Foreigner and Loverboy. I almost swore. People are going to call in to make Nelson cry. <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> he's gonna try to buck up now he's gonna be like uh-uh i'm, I'm not gonna be able to in. and in order to help you what little fuel to the fire what is the fuel i've got little things that i want to play throughout the day oh, oh maybe i knew it was something push this along so if you could quickly give me 
Is that what this stuff is? That's what my pinky swear was for. <laughs> J1, please. Excuse me, sir. I'm sorry to bother you. I left my wallet at home, yeah. and I'm trying to get this pasta for me and my kid. Yeah. Do you have a dollar by any chance? Yep, I do. Thank you so much. What's your name? Eddie. Eddie, I'm Zach. Nice to meet you. Here, I got, even got a toonie. There you go. Oh, Eddie, thank you. Well, I'm actually going to give this back to give me one sec. Cass, why you said yes to me? Because you needed you needed it. That's amazing. Well, so the first person who said yes to me, I was actually blessing them today. Why? Because you're kind and you were going to give me money out of your own pocket. So what? So this is $1,000 for oh. you. Yeah, right. I'm dead serious. You said you're going to give me that. It's $1,000. I'm gonna go pay my car bill. I gotta get some engine work done. It cost me 800 bucks, and I'm gonna go pay it off. Can I give you a hug by any chance? I need brakes. I love you, bro. I need brakes in my car. <laughs> so little things like that. Is that a dig? Because you know I got my brakes are grinding too. I don't so know. I'm missing my kids. I don't know what banks and grinds and brakes. Sound like drunk Chewbacca. I'm not looking at you today. Why that's, wow, that's gonna make you crappy? Look at him. Those TikTok moments, you know, the money, the swamp, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being blessed, and the breaks. That doesn't get you at all. Oh, that, that's why I pulled it, because it does. Okay. Every single time. It makes you want to cry? No, nothing. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Almost nothing makes him want to cry. Excuse me? <laughs> Almost. I, pull, <laughs> I pulled up. I'll make you cry in a different way in a second. Hold up. Well, that's cheating. You know I'll cry then. <laughs> so, anyway, make Nelson cry day. Eight ten two three. <laughs> if only it was a Friday, so we could get like the rhyming scheme. Yeah, right. Foreigner and lover boy up for grabs. Don't worry, I'll remind you throughout the day. We'll put it on social <laughs> oh, media. No, you will. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Robbie Robertson of the band, the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, passes away at the age of eighty. Uh, eh, for the, I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to music. I of course know what the band is. I know who Robbie Robertson is. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize how big of a deal he was. And I'm sitting there and I'm reading different eulogies from people on social media, his peers and whatnot. I looked into what other stuff that he did, which is absolutely fascinating. But I I, I came to this question where I'm going, you know, each generation has a beginning and an end, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's in stone or not. We just kind of think that way. And, like, when is the last of that generation, like, who has to go before that generation is dinosaur-era stuff? And then you go to the next generation of music, which would be, I guess, 70s rock or 80s yeah, rock? Yeah, well, those guys were big in the 70s, though, the band. But there was 60s to 70s. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, we can continue this conversation. I like stuff like this. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute here. Hang on. I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of that this morning. No. A lot of what? Mess ups and dead air. That's oh. the first He's mess a mess up over there. That's the first mess up in mornings. Yesterday, yesterday, he was on fire, right? He was. He was on fire yesterday. Nelson was on fire. We were trying to figure out why he was all peppy and steppy and mm-hmm. uh, still couldn't figure it out. And he gets in today, and you know what he just tells me? What did he say? Oh, don't say it. <laughs> now, here's what I'm going to say it just like he said it. Uh huh. Okay, so I'm going to do a little acting here. I'm Nelson. You're Nelson. Jason Bailey playing Nelson. Okay. Do you want the sad violin? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe it. All right, I'll bite. What? She didn't do it. <laughs> I. What, Nelson? Who does she and what didn't she do? 
Chin, make the signs. <laughs> what are you talking about? What signs, Nelson? Laugh it up, Chuckles. <laughs> My ex-wife didn't make the signs for the kids on their first day. I always make the signs. I always make the signs. <laughs> Why did you make the signs? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's like that scene at the end of. Shell shank when he's out and he throws his shirt up in the air and the rain's coming down. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what you went with? Why didn't you go with uh the end of La Bamba? Uh, Rich! Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's actually better. You are correct. <laughs> thank you. Oh, I'm not thinking about Richie Valens. Poor Bob. Mm, all right. Well, so actually Nelson might win these tickets. <laughs> he might. For his own, so. So, the, the, the game is, you know, if you can make Nelson cry, I mean, it's not going to be very difficult. Just tell him a sad story, uh, I mean, poke the bear, whatever you want to do. But uh, I'll give you these tickets for Foreigner and Loverboy at the Toyota Amphitheater. You just have to, you know, give it a shot. You know, if you call now and you make him cry and it's done, it's done. And then we just move on with the show. I mean, I got more stuff to do and say, but. I really want to get my graphic up first. Okay. I'm working hard over here. I'll right. try and hold it in for you then. <laughs> and I don't think it's gonna you're gonna make him cry by on the text machine. So 916-909-0985. Can't believe you didn't make the sign. Well man, that's a thing. Signs, signs everywhere. God, why didn't I pull that? <laughs> I can have the scenery made my mind. Got the little class of First day, the grade. Mm. Robbie Robertson of the band, the band, the band, uh, guitarists, uh, also vocalists, uh, dead at the age of 80. God, I might cry listening to the band. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh, this is a really sad song anyway. Is this up on Cripple Creek? No, that's this- a that's a upbeat. This is the night they drove all Dixie down. Okay. See, I, I was not a big band guy. I didn't realize that I liked the band as much as I did. Just like their music. Like, I didn't know a lot about them, but I would hear their songs as my dad would have them on the radio. I was aware of the band. I knew of the band. But I guess I just didn't realize how influential, and I don't know why they're so influential, the band has been to so many bands. Like, if you are on any social media and you follow any artist... Uh, yesterday, the internet was inundated with eulogies to Robbie Robertson's death, who passed away in Los Angeles at the age of 80. And uh, it, I, I, I don't know what the influence is. I had a roommate in college of all places. Like, he was like 19. He was young for, for being roomed up with me. But uh, he was into the band. He would watch their documentary like once a week and then like learn their songs on guitar. The, the Last Waltz? Uh-huh. Yeah, so that was a Scorsese film in 78 and documenting their final show. Uh, he was also the lead guitarist for Bob Dylan in the late 60s and in the early 70s. And I guess that's where the band got a lot of their fame when they went out with Dylan. I can see why your friend would want to watch a documentary, though, because there are some 
uh, interesting things I found out about Robbie Robertson that I would watch a documentary just to get more details on. Like, he traveled with a carnival. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is like, you know, th- these types of bands, they were playing at those types of things. I mean, that's uh-huh. that's what they did. You know, you go and you look at all that rockabilly stuff uh, back in the same day and age, the Elvis, the Cash, and when they were traveling, they are going from carnival to carnival to mm-hmm. fair to fair to circus to circus. I mean, that's what they were. They're circus acts. Yeah, and he was doing it young before he even got into actually doing the band. Uh, he was also afterwards, later on in his life, soundtrack producer and composer. He did a bunch of collabs with Scorsese, like in The Last Waltz in the 78. But he did uh, the music or helped with the music for Raging Bull, The King of Comedy, uh, Casino, The Departed, Wolf of Wall Street, The Irishman. Just thinking back to those soundtracks, you can I can hear his fingerprint just because I know what the band sounds like. Right, isn't that interesting? Like uh-huh. it, if you listen to the if you watch the Social Network, and you don't realize that Trent Reznor did the score, right? But afterwards, you go, "Oh, Trent Reznor did the score for the so it makes sense." That tracks, right? Oh yeah, that okay. I can hear it. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a perfect drug. I get it. Okay, right, right. Yeah, okay. Zuckerberg wants to like an animal. Okay, I got you. (laughs) I got you. It it all makes sense. So if you look at bands, certain bands and certain genres for different generations, you know, I I, obviously as time goes on, the older generation is going to die off. That's a thing. Unless you look at the grunge era that um, sped up the process because of all all the drugs, right? Like, where do you cut it off for each genre for each generation like if you look at the band okay they were i mean they were active late 60s into the late 70s and then regrouped early 80s into the late 90s okay now Uh now the early 80s into the late 90s i think that's the nostalgia audience that remembered them from the late 60s and the late 70s okay yeah right so that's going to be our parents that were into the band. I mean, anybody can be into them, but I'm saying mm-hmm. they grew up with the band. Right. Right. So when they came back with new music, oh, that's cool. I remember that. A little nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. We see it with bands that came out in the 90s. Right. Yeah, right. That are doing it That are doing it now. So when do you cut it off? Like, to me, the beginning of Aerosmith marks the end of the band. You know what I mean? Like, that very, what, 79 is their their first album? Yeah, Aerosmith goes back to the 70s, like Dream On and all that stuff. Uh-huh, but, Sweet like, Irish. I don't feel like Aerosmith is a 70s act. No, most people think they're a 90s, uh, 90s act. I thought right. it was 90s. <laughs> oh, no, I don't no. know. I would, I would argue they were an 80s band that had success into the 90s. But, yeah, like like you said, Bailey, Dream On was, 70, I think, 79. Well, the, the only, I believe the only number one hit Aerosmith had was the Armageddon song. That's, yeah, that's a crime. Yeah, I know. Really? Dream On, in my opinion, wow. is one of the best songs ever written. 19. He was 19. Best song. One of the best songs. How do you write like such prolific songs and you're that young? It's wild. But to me, that's that would be a shifting point in that. That's the changing of the guard. Because then you've got, at that point, yeah, I guess you could get like ACDC starting in there a little bit as well. Because they're what, mid-70s. And the sound changed. But see, a- ACDC's got two different lives. Right, between Bond and um, Brian Johnson, mm-hmm. right. And when ACDC, back in black, everybody thought they went away, and out of nowhere, Razor's Edge and Thunderstruck comes in. Right. You're like, what is this? So the, ACDC is an anomaly when it comes to- I'll give you that, yeah. Comes to bands, comes to groups. So, But I would agree with that. The Aerosmith stuff ending the 70s of that- the band type music, mm-hmm. you know, even throwing them in 
Uh, I mean, they're they're Canadian band, right? Really kind of based out of you know the the north. They weren't part of that southern rock explosion uh-huh. with Skinner and stuff, but they kind of fit into that world, that folk singer Bob Dylan esque type of music. You know yes. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then you get into Aerosmith, that's more kind of before they're they're ahead of their time. I would agree with that. Yes, because what were to follow Aerosmith would have been the hair metal. Hair metal. Yeah. Which Aerosmith was, I mean, they weren't doing it at the very, very beginning, but you could see it was coming. Yeah, right. almost almost like the evolution. But the thing is, is Aerosmith never was a hair band. No, but they could have looked like one. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They had really great hair. Well, and just like he, uh, Tyler was kind of lightly effeminate, but without like the makeup and the teasing of his hair. I've always said, <clears throat> in order to be a great front man, you have to have feminine qualities. Yes. Good hair. You, uh, you don't even have to have good hair. You just have to have feminine qualities. You have to be able to move like a woman mm-hmm. and act like a man. Yes. Agreed. Explain that to me. I don't get that. Okay, so the best front men of all time. Okay, and I'm just talking about guys. I'm not okay. talking about women. I'm talking about guys. Mick Jagger. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Scott yes. Weiland. Yep. Steven Tyler. I get what you're Freddie saying, Mercury. Mm-hmm. You gotta have the moves and be able to entertain. There, okay. There's well, even Axel for as as Axel, nasty and filthy as they were. Axel. Axel Rose. Yeah. There's a feminine quality that, uh, and it's so funny because everybody wants to, you know, guy. I'm a guy. I'm a tough guy. I'm a tough guy. Mm-hmm. So what? I'm going going see her. Like these guys are so girly up on stage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're sitting there and there's a dude in the front row with a beer. And they're thrusting their junk in their face. And he's like, yeah, rock on, man. I mean, it doesn't get more like feminine, unguy than that. Yeah. But that's the that's in my opinion, that's the mark of a great front man. It's somebody that's comfortable in their skin. Yep. Right. They can they don't care how they look, how they feel. They don't care how you're going to judge. They just go out there. They do their thing. They dress the way they want to dress. Mm-hmm. Any the great the, the now the not so great front men. Are guys that just sit there and like, you know, yes. not entertaining at all. Aaron Lewis, stained, uh, right, you know, on the chair, just just sits there, you know. Like, I mean, there's a lot of them, and it's I'm not I'm beating up on just particularly him, but sure. that's his style. Uh huh. You know, country stars are very they're not great frontmen. No, like uh, one of the biggest selling country artists of all time, George Strait, as a frontman, so boring. Like there's no stage presence. It's just him. Like Aaron Lewis, most of it in a guitar. Sometimes he stands up. Oh, now we're getting wild. That's why I love Kane Brown. That was the most entertaining country show I've ever seen. Well, they, guys like that have changed the game. Yeah. yeah. You know, Garth changed the game. Agreed. When he's like, why am I going to hold a microphone uh-huh. when I can wrap it around my head mm-hmm. and I can move around the stage mm-hmm. and the, the, there's nobody. No, Toby Keith, maybe a little bit at the same time. Yeah. You know, was doing something similar. Uh, but, that, you know, anyway, so you go from the, the hair metal and then you go. The, everybody thinks that grunge killed hair metal. That's not true. No, it just said that it had its time. No. Guns N' Roses killed hair metal. Oh, just how? Because like, there is a small gap between the hair metal evolution generation and grunge. It's like three or four years. Yeah. And that was the that's all Guns N' Roses had. 89 to what, 93. You know, something yeah, like that. Imagine how big of an impact they made in just that short time. And, like, they're still thought of as, like, having this long history. And if you want to say grunge killed Guns N' Roses, you'd be half right. 
Guns N' Roses killed Guns N' Roses. <laughs> well, yeah. So then you get 50-50. And then you get in the grunge stuff, which had a, a very short shelf life. I mean, it wasn't as long as people think. It didn't take up the entire uh, 90s. No, and even the grunge artists that lived on, they kind of moved on from grunge. Eddie, Eddie Vedder is a great example. Eddie Vedder is a very The Band-esque artist. Yes. I mean, if you listen to his solo stuff, he's very much a folk singer. Yes. That's what he does. Uh-huh. And it's great. It's phenomenal. He can capture those haunting vocals right. very well. Exactly. You know, and then the 90s, the late 90s became kind of a wishy-washy movement of music. It was a lot of these one-hit wonders and singer-songwriters uh-huh. and bubblegum pop fabricated songs that just kept radio afloat uh, and music afloat yep. until you got into what I would say is the last evolution of rock and roll, which was the early 2000s, and that would have been the new rock alternative days. Yep. And that was, you know, and then you go from there. So, um, But, you know, you look at guys like Robbie Robertson in the band, a lot of the bands that we see today wouldn't exist without the influence of bands like the band, uh-huh. you know, and those bands from that era. But it's always interesting to see that we're living in a world, we live in a lifetime of where we see in real time these people that maybe you knew of, maybe you didn't, maybe you're familiar with, maybe you weren't, but were so influential to bands that are shaped or shaping your life. Right. Right. They, like that band wouldn't, you know, Zach from Shinedown had this big thing. I think one of his kids is named after one of the guys from the band. And he just went on this this really beautiful eulogy of uh, Robbie Robertson and the band on Twitter. And you go, okay, so he's the lead guitarist for the band Shinedown. Shinedown's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, rock bands in the last 20 years. Yep. How much is he, you know, not the original lead guitarist of Shinedown, but since then he's helped um, a lot with writing songs with Brent and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. How much would that band have changed if the band didn't influence Zach? Mm, you see what I'm saying? It's, yes. It's the, the domino effect. The of domino of effect. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's boring to a lot of you. I just I find it I fascinating just to sit there and, like, try to pick apart and go, okay, if he influenced him, because we're all influenced by somebody. By somebody right? at some point. Yeah, whatever your job is, you listening right now, I mean, even if you're, uh, uh, you flip pizzas, uh-huh. there was somebody before you or somebody you saw, whether you like it or not, that has taught you how to do it, they influenced you mm-hmm. on how to flip pizzas. Right. So if they were to die today, you would, at their, you know, funeral, this guy taught me how to flip pizzas. I cut almost the whole tip of my thumb off because of Isaac at Taco John's because I wanted to be like him. Isaac, the just the stoner guy that was the kid, the, the son of one of the the, the owners. Respect, uh-huh. Isaac. That man could whip a knife around. I just wanted to cut tomatoes like him, and so I went to town and almost took my whole thumb apart. Yeah. God, Isaac, I love Scott him. Sullivan, assistant manager, first watch thirteen. <laughs> Shout out, Scott. When he told Shout me he, he got oral from the waitress in a wheelchair, I was like, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, you got here early and did that? Yeah! And then you set up the tables. Guy's putting in overtime. And I see how you boss people around. Respect. That's hot, actually. It's <laughs> really hot. Respect. I'm going to speak at your funeral. <laughs> how you doing over there? Get your, get your mind off things? Well, yeah, but then you started talking about that, and I thought, you know, legends never die, and now I'm getting weepy for Scott. Yeah. Probably my biggest influence was, remember one of my first days of school. Oh, you son. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the story. The sign <laughs> that you made? It was the sign <laughs> by my friends in Ace of Base. 
<laughs> it opened up his eyes. Yes, it did. He had a newfound love for school. Yeah, oh. absolutely. You know, you know who didn't hear that song this morning? Nelson's Nelson. kids. <laughs> oh my god! Because they did not see the sign. No. <laughs> they remembered it though. First round of year. headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you how road rage turned into face painting and where a presidential threat was canceled. All right, get you all that here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. And a big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Nikki D. Face painting could be the new calm for road rage. H1. We told you about the uptick in road rage incidents lately. Well, it's happened again, only this time in a Target parking lot. There's a road rage incident that took place recently in Texas. Uh, this guy was distracted by his phone and driving, and he was sitting at a red light well after it turned green. And the guy behind him did what most of us would do, blew the horn, like, go ahead and go. Well, the guy gets enraged because he blows the horn at him and he starts throwing stuff out of his window at the guy's car. So they both end up pulling over and getting out. Well, the distracted driver pulls out some spray paint and starts spraying the, spraying the man's face and car with white paint. I guess they start fighting. The other guy wrestles it from him and paints him. By the time the cops show so up. Painting, I'm sorry. They, they they're painting each, each other's other. faces That's with spray sweet, paint. Sweet. By oh. the time the cops show up, both of them are looking like Casper. <laughs> 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 the cops end up taking the guy who initiated this all to jail and Question. charged him. Question. Uh-huh. If it were a different color spray paint, would it be a hate crime? Or would they be racist? Oh, because they came out in blackface. Yeah. Brown. I don't know. Both I never said what white, color. Though. I just said a different brown face too. <laughs> I just said a different. You're the one that said black. I just said a different color. I don't. I think in this case because it's so say? silly. I don't think it would have been a hate crime. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> what are you been trying a hate to crime? say? It's so silly. Don't, again, six to ten. Don't take me serious. <laughs> They're all jokes, people. They're all all jokes. I don't know why you pull over. I, I don't. Uh, you know, uh, as much as I'm sitting here, you know, and I always you know beat the drum of you know take your stand and. And do what's right and all that stuff. You you, you got to be smart and you got to say like, what, what's my out? What's the payoff? You know, always ask yourself, what? Where's the money in it? And mm-hmm. and it's and I don't mean that literally, metaphorically. Mm-hmm. You know, where's the money in it? You know, you'll hear boxers or professional fighters say, well, why would I fight this guy? Where's the money? What's the money? Why should I do it? Right. You know, there's no payoff to it. There's always got to be a payoff. Why are you going into a parking 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 lot because some guy? Maybe threw some stuff out of his car. I mean, yeah, it's a dick move. Call the cops. Because it's just going to escalate, and somebody's going to end up going to jail or hell. Like, those are normally the end results. I could see. Right. It's a, I mean, it's it's literally a 50-50. You're either going to win or mm-hmm. you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, but nobody wins a street fight. Nope. Even if you walk away and you're on top and the guy's laid out and you knocked him out and you feel good about yourself, you still lose. Because somebody's either going to get you or you're going to get arrested for it. And go to jail, absolutely. And God forbid you do something and the guy dies because you're not trying to kill him. What are you trying to do? So nobody wins ever in a street fight. Blow your horn if you're mad in your car and just keep driving. Right. Just (laughs) Don't stop. Don't get out. Just keep going. Call the cops. I mean, I've called the cops a million times on cars. You know, drunk driving, what have you. 
I'm not pulling them over and making a citizen's arrest. You know? <laughs> well, you did follow that that guy one time. Oh, numerous times. I followed <laughs> numerous cars. Absolutely. <laughs> there, I, Which, that's a little well, dangerous too. What? Well, I look. I've watched enough television to know how to do it, and there is <laughs> oh not a cooler feeling than being on the phone with nine one one. And let me tell you the coolest part about it. Uh huh. Is that you have uh, a compass in your car. So you can use words like north, south, east, and oh west. Oh my God! Right. So you where's know, the compass at? Uh, well, it's in your car. Well, it depends on your dash display. I've never seen a compass in my car. It, it's it says it, it will say N or something or W or wh- I wherever. You pay attention. Where it's on your GPS too. Well, it's on my GPS. Yeah. So when when you're on the phone nine one one, you're like, well, where are you? Okay. It's like on Sunrise Boulevard. Okay. I'm going. Heading. I'm, I'm heading north on Sunrise Boulevard. Mm-hmm. You know, or if you're in the interstate, you're, I'm at mile marker 175. Love saying mile marker. <laughs> mile marker is so key. Oh yeah. When you're talking cop talk, just west of mile marker this. Just west. You know, I'm about I'm about five clicks of what mile marker mm-hmm. 175. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Inside we're, lane. We're we're looking at a uh, a blue Toyota Corolla, <clears throat> probably late 90s, early 2000s model. If memory serves, they changed the body style in 2004. You know, like Stace, like even if it doesn't make sense, like just say it. Like, how can you go get your 911 audio? It's public record. I know, but where's the record? I think there's a... You have to submit, like, a FOIA or whatever it's called? I I thought there was a website. I thought there was a website, too. But I could be wrong. But I know you... I mean, the news gets 911 stuff all the time. That's what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. And technically, I'm a member of the media. Shouldn't I have access to this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why don't you get on that? Okay. After you after after today tomorrow okay. right not right now yeah today after the show I want you actually I, actually no today would be a good day you get to get your mind off the kids <laughs> oh, God. going to school for the first time not sending them to school not being there the ex wife doesn't make a sign they've had a sign every day did she do their pancakes you know that she didn't do those damn pancakes dang I'm sorry I, I didn't I'm not you trying know to make she you didn't cry. do the daddy cakes I'm I'm not trying to make you cry I just thought about it the pancakes God. that sucks. You know, that's something that will scar a kid forever. Not having the pancakes? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because they look forward to them. Mm-hmm. And Nelson does go all out. He told me this personally. He makes them in the shape of, I think, Mickey or whatever no. grade they're going to. The or something like that. Yeah. The midday? Or midday? Oh, no, no. Not yeah. Mickey, mid- <laughs> Mickey from middays. I didn't know there were Mickey midday pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> Nelson, he can make them. It's the only art I can do in food. It's what? like, for whatever reason, I can make pancakes that look exactly like Mickey from Mendez's face, yeah. <laughs> I get the little squeeze bottles out, and you do them in reverse, so when you flip the pancake back I over, it's He puts her. the purple now, dye in uh-huh, it. Uh-huh, it's got her purple hair and everything. Here. I knew she was a great radio personality mm-hmm. and an even better person. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could make pancakes out of her. Absolutely. Yeah. That is phenomenal. <laughs> and for some reason, they're extra delicious. I I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, they're just sweeter than other pancakes. I, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Okay, anyway. Yeah. That's something we need to probably do sometime. Have some Mickey Midday pancakes. You should, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> a neighbor reacts to seeing a swarm of cops take out a bad guy. H2. Really scary. Really, really. I, I, I'm like, what the heck? We were thinking that he has something going on inside his house, you know, because all these people here, but we don't know. A Utah man accused of threatening President Biden and other officials, by the way, was shot and killed by FBA agents hours before the president was due to arrive in the state. This guy goes on Facebook. Why are you guys laughing? I just hadn't heard that agency. Yeah. Is that a a division of the FBI, the FBA? (laughs) No, I'm I'm saying FBI. No, you said FBA. (laughs) Okay. 
FBI, go ahead. FBI, yeah. Yeah, FBI. They had their A game. Don't look. <laughs> See, y'all, every time I'm in my story, I'm doing my stuff, y'all mess me up. Well, I said in- FBI agents. Okay, we made it up. Go ahead, please. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy went on Facebook and put a threat out to the president saying that he saw he was coming to Utah. He's going to get out his suit and he's going to get out his sniper rifle. They went to his uh, residence to serve him a search warrant. They're not giving too many details about what happened when they went to serve him the warrant, but they did end up killing and shooting him in the FBI. FBI says that it is under investigation. Yeah, which just you know rattles the cages of the conspiracy theories and like, Look, first and foremost, you cannot, I don't care what president it is, and you, you can't threaten the president. No. Literally, you, you can't. You have to like, respect the president. I you, don't care what side you're on. Well, that you're, people would argue about the respect thing, but you cannot uh, You cannot say that you want to end their lives. It is a crime. It is a crime in and this country. And your First Amendment rights do not protect you of that either. That's the one thing that it doesn't protect you when it comes to persecution. You can't even joke. I worked with a guy that alluded to the fact, not that he was saying that he was going to do it, he was having a conversation. I would never even have this conversation if it weren't me talking about your news story. Right. The FBI, who, by the way, will be in the studio tomorrow, Mm -hmm. the FBI showed up at the radio station. They were located across from the radio station, very similar to how we have it here in Sacramento. And And they questioned him. Whoa. And he had to explain, they had to play the audio, and he's like, no, 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 I'm not that guy, because he's not. He's like, we were having a conversation, and it just got the bits and pieces back to the, I mean, like crazy, crazy stuff. But, you know, people have a death wish, and I just don't understand it. Kind of like the road rage stuff. I don't understand where Mm -hmm. the payoff is, where the win is. I, I can appreciate people being passionate about their country, and they're having their spin and their ideals and their way of life and how they want things to run. I mean, that's what this is all about. You know, the tree of liberty needs to be shaken from time to time, and it always should be questioned. That's really good. I know that's a quote, but, like, it is really good. But but, but that's, that's where checks and balances come in, right? And we are the checks and balances. But you have to have a cutoff point on a way to do it that's civilized. You can't do that. You know, I, again, I don't care what president it is and what they represent or which mm-hmm. party they represent. Mm-hmm. They're still the leader of our country. They're there. Deal with it. Either it's Biden, whether it was Trump, whether you liked him, whether you didn't. Absolutely. Deal with it. He's your president and you re- should respect the office. You should. And yes. you should respect the person that's in office. You don't have to like them. You don't have to agree with whatever their views or their policies. But I feel as a leader, they are due respect. I agree. And that's just that. You respect you don't have to you don't have to like the person, but just no. like the office. Yes. Right? Oh. You know, because that's what but everybody thinks we're all going to hell in a handbasket. History repeats itself. This hasn't changed for decades, if not centuries. Everybody is always going to have this kind of feeling and do silly things like this. It's just a, there's no payoff for this guy. This guy's not going down as a martyr. This guy's not going down as a hero. This guy's going down as you don't even know his name right now. Nobody knows his name and nor will anybody know his name. Mm-mm. You know, nope. outside of the people in his in his trailer park. All right, you're just gonna be the guy from Utah. <laughs> the guy from Utah. He had a sick double wide though, man. Yeah. So anyway, very sad. But the the Ecuadorian presidential candidate. Do you have that in your headlines or no? No. That guy was assassinated. Uh, did you see a that? Modern day? No, I didn't. A modern day. How did you world miss leader? that? It was like everywhere yesterday. I mean, it it the. The guy was being escorted to a car. I was looking up people talking, saying the N-word on TV, okay? I was busy yesterday. And uh, it, it, uh, the, the, the uh, guy that shot him was in the crowd. 
12 shots in the car. How does that happen? Rushed him to the hospital, and uh, he passed. Here we go. Ecuadorian, I mean, like, crazy. Here we go. That's out of control. People just don't even care. No. Right. No, and that's the sad part about it, and that's what's making things way more dangerous now. If just people go, don't care. Like you gotta, you gotta ask yourself, like, do you even care about your family that you're leaving behind? Well, right. Your dog, your job, your life, everything that you've built, your accolades. You care about any of that? Your legacy? No. Nope. To give it all away for going down is what? A nobody, a nothing, a dum dum. Uh huh. You know, just silly stuff. Anyway, I'm done with serious talk today. <laughs> no more serious talk. Let's get back to trying to make Nelson cry. On to crying. All right, look, here's the deal. If you can make Nelson cry today, I've got these foreigner lover boy tickets for you. If I make him cry before you and I'm just starting, then you're oh, not getting the tickets. God. Wait till you hear what I got when we get back. <laughs> also, I want to have a conversation about this is something I'm trying to teach my daughter. She says she gets it. I don't think she does. She's 18. You know, give her the benefit of the doubt. That there's no guy that meets a girl that just wants to be friends. That's not how that works. Guys don't go out to meet women to be friends with them. Right. Me and Nelson had this argument a couple weeks ago. It, it, it's, it's, it's not a thing. It never was a thing. It never will be a thing. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know another way to get it through to her that that's not a thing. Anyway, we can have that conversation. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute Hey, welcome back. Appreciate you being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is a very, very, very sad Nelson. Your phone number, 916-909-0985 on social media. Listen to the BS if you want uh, foreigner tickets with Loverboy. That is a back-to-back-to-back greatest hits concert. August 23rd, Toyota Amphitheater. Anytime this morning you would like to call us. At 916-909-0985 and try to make Nelson cry. If you can do it, then I'll give you those tickets. Even if it's before 10 o'clock. It's just he's on the he's on the breaking point. He's at, he's at his breaking point. He's on the brink of crying because today, for the first time, his kids back in Nebraska with his ex-wife went to school without him sending them off or giving him giving them Mickey midday pancakes. <laughs> and she didn't make a sign for him. She did not make that sign. I mean, can I you imagine? It. Like, we live in a day and age of time hop, and you see people that put these collages together of every single day that their kids went to school, first grade, second grade, third, and they show the progression, and every year there's a sign because dad's there to do it every year. And I have the sign still. And this year, it just didn't happen. So all she had to do was pull them out. No, I mean, like, I make a sign every year. Oh, okay. It's very simple. Just the name of their teacher, the school, and class of. So you look at that collage on Time Hop next year, mm-hmm. Nikki. Maybe not even next year. Maybe the year after. It's going to be a, a, pic, a picture without a sign. Dang. That's I mean, that would be so horrible. That, that could just screw up. I mean, the start of maybe a serial killer. <laughs> you think so? Possibly. Get in their heads. Dang. So. Be like, dang, I didn't get a sign this one year. What are you texting her anyway? I'm not texting. Just Therapist? Like, no, she. I, I had therapy yesterday. I talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nelson. Oh, my gosh. Oh, look at the picture. No sign. So cute. That doesn't even look like they're going to school. No. You know what that says? Let me see that again. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look, Nelson, I, I'm, I'm an actor, you know, so I know the art of acting. I can see in the faces of these two kids. <laughs> You know what they're saying right now? What? 
Christmas, Daddy. <laughs> Where's my Where's my pancakes? They look so hungry. They're not going to learn anything on an empty stomach. You and I both know that. They look so hungry. Why would you say that? They don't look hungry. They, they look happy, Nelson. They, they look hungry enough that they need a wellness check. I'm going to cry on this damn show today. I know I am. Well, hopefully somebody can do it and get these tickets for Foreigner and Loverboy. That'd make me feel good. But I might beat you to the punch. Give me J4. This again. I got to say goodbye. Where are you going? Ah, just found a little trip. Charlie, will I ever see you again? Sure. Sure you will, You know, goodbyes aren't forever. Oh, God, yeah. Then, goodbye, Charlie. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> okay, I lose. I'm crying. <laughs> you made yourself cry. <laughs> Different tears. <laughs> he made himself cry. You know that. No, that. <laughs> you all right, Bailey? Oh, Charlie. <laughs> Not goodbye. He's waving his eyes. I want to run my makeup. He's waving his eyes. <laughs> Hold it in, Nelson. I got more of these. You better beat me to the punch, people, uh, if you want these tickets to see Foreigner and Loverboy. <laughs> Maybe you can tell Nelson. Here, if you're looking for something to say, right? You're like, well, how do I make this guy cry? Because I really want these tickets. Why don't you share your experience of your first day of school with your kids? Oh, my. I'm sure, but you got to say it in the voice, right? You can't just be like, hey, it's Todd. Let me tell you. you, know, you gotta, <laughs> guys, let me tell you about my first day. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> you yeah, are the was. worst. All right. 916-909-0985. We'll move on. <laughs> so uh, I was I was having this. My, my daughter, <clears throat> you know, she's 18. She's getting ready to go to college. She's going to see our community college. And and she got this job at this uh, cheerleading camp like this tumble place in roseville mm-hmm. because she's she cheerle- she was a cheerleader in high school and it just kind of happened and i was very happy for her and very excited because you see her she's got no friends she loves cheerleading and uh it just out of nowhere you know she went up there and they they offered her job it's great and then we had a listener a, a two-peer that listens to the program and uh, i believe her name is rachel and she messages me and she's a cheerleading coach for a high school and she's like or, or a middle school or something she's like hey would your daughter want to come out and volunteer and i was like i don't know let me ask her so that's all set up. So things right. are going great, right? Yeah. She also goes to the gym, and a lot of times she'll go to the gym by herself or she'll go with her neighbor's daughter, London. And uh, she, I guess the other day, I didn't think this was a thing anymore, but this boy hit on her. You know, and as a dad, you got to, you know, she's 18, you got to accept this is going to happen. You just, you know, all you can do is be there and give her information. And, you, you know, you, you can't go back to when she was 14 or 15 and stuff like this was happening and, and lay the hammer down. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to go, all right, well, let's talk, let's talk about it. Tell me about it. You know, be cool. Be so, cool. So I, <laughs> I didn't. He has to tell himself be, that. Be I bet cool. over and over again, too. Be cool, Bailey. You have be cool, no idea. Be cool, Bailey. No idea. Still many, waters run deep. How many times I got to tell myself that? So uh, 
so she, you know, she, she hasn't really told me much about him, but I was like, God, do guys still pick up girls in the gym? I thought that was kind of a, a, a lost art mm-hmm. of doing that. But the way that these kids pick up each other now, it's not like how we did it, where we would strike up a conversation. You have to find the right window. You have to make sure that they weren't surrounded by, you know, it was a whole to, to do. All as they do now is they roll up on them and go, hey, can I get your Snapchat? Yep. Right. It, there's not a conversation there. There's a conversation via phone later on on Snapchat. Yeah, it's because quick in and out. It's easier to do it that way mm-hmm. because you can screw up in a face to face conversation. Uh, yeah, that's part of the challenge. Is oh. like that's part of the story. If you end up with that person, they go, "Oh my god!" The first time. I mean, how many times you hear this? Like, especially with your parents or even people. You know, my Gen Xers are like. First time we met, he was so nervous. I was like, oh, I don't know about this guy. He just can't even put words together, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's part of the story. That was back when people communicated. Nobody communicates now. It's text. So I told her, I said, was this, you know, are you guys dating or what's the deal? And she goes, oh, no, 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 we're just friends. And I said, sweetheart, <laughs> poor guy. This is something that will never change. Boys don't meet girls to be their friend. No. Now, if you turn out to be friends, that's great. That's because things ain't work out. Right. That's the <laughs> only reason. Because the initial meeting was to date you. Yes, it yes. was. Or you were whatever. You. To them in some sort of way. Right. That's the only reason a stranger that is a guy is going to approach a woman. There has never in the history of time been a guy that has approached a woman that he did not know. And goes up to her and says, I think you and I would be great friends. Never happened. No. Not a straight guy. Uh, yeah, well, he, he, even mm-hmm. I think a gay guy, if he's approached, he's not going to approach a stranger. He would approach her. There'd be a reason he'd approach her. Mm. Hey, I like your shirt. Hey, I like your car. I like your hair. Oh, my God, I think we're both friends with Frankie. Whatever yeah. the case may be. But in order to approach a stranger, it's hard enough. You, you have to have a reason. Uh-huh. No guy is going to approach a woman without the intentions of some type of He's attracted panky, in some way. Hanky-pankiness yeah. going on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yes. You're absolutely right. Agreed. Well, were you, you said you guys have been debating this. Well, me and Nelson was debating this because I said I feel like you can have a platonic friend. He said he feels like every friend that you have, if it's of the opposite sex, they want to, and if given the opportunity to, they will sleep with you. I don't agree with that. He's talking a girl with guy friends. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, he's correct. Yes. I don't think all of my guy friends, if given opportunity, will sleep with me. Absolutely. 110%. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that was our debate. And okay. It, yeah. Well, I, still don't... It. I mean, it's real easy to fit. You're wrong. Well, I'm not wrong. <laughs> I've had, <laughs> I have male friends that I, I can use as examples that I've been friends with them for years. Now, initially, were they probably attracted to me way back when? Yeah. But right now, present day, if given an opportunity to sleep with me, they would not. Uh, that's incorrect. Okay. Well, that's that's how I feel. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, you're wrong. I mean, it's... It, 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 <laughs> that's it, your I mean, opinion that I'm wrong. You no, don't no, know no. that for a fact. I do. It is. It is absolute and complete fact. If you lay down in a bed naked and say, hey, look, I know we're just friends, but I really need something right now. Yep. Would you please throw it at me? Just just hook a, just hook a sister up. Right. They're going to do it. I've had a person tell me no before. That was very attracted to me, but they did not want to cross friendship lines. I've had it happen, so I know that's not true. And they're gay. He is not gay. Well, you just don't know it yet. No, he's not. That does I'm not, telling you. 
I know who it is. Some people just care about their friendships. DeAndre is gay. He's not gay. He's bi. He's bi. No, he's not. Like he said goodbye to you and then went to his girlfriend. Bye. Nope, sorry. You guys are just not factual on it. Well, listen, it like happen. everything in life, nothing is 100%, but he's of the 1%. Well, we had another male in this argument who agreed with me and told you himself had the opportunity to sleep with women and said no. Hello? He's hotter than them, then. Oh I think there's a, when there's a power dynamic shift, then the power goes to whoever. It's whoever has the power. In most cases, women ha- hold, hold sway. So if he's more attractive than them, that's why you're saying he said he tells them no. Yes. Now, there is a caveat to this. There's a variable. Which okay. is what? Which is, let's take, for example, me, right? I would not be a part of that 100%. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. There's a different tier of person. I would not do that. And there's other men who would not as well. Single, you wouldn't do that? You don't get to play at the, from this role of being a married man. Right, right we're now. talking about single men. Yeah, no, like oh, a single man. I don't know. See, you do know. Then, well, that's why I said it's variable because it changes. You I, have fr- you have women that you're around right now. They may not be your friend, but you you may have they be close to you. If you had an opportunity to sleep with them being single, I know there's women you'd say no to. Is he hotter than them? Well, I'm not going to say that. I That's don't know a yes. if he's That's hotter a, than them or not, but I know he'd say no. Immediately in your head, you're saying yes. That's like that. saying men have no standards. And any woman that wants to sleep with you, you'll sleep with them because you have no standards. <sighs> well, men have very few. Uh, right. If I were single, okay. this is a tough conversation because it gets all, you know who you know who worked up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to mention Rachel's name. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I can delete that. Okay. <laughs> Hypothetically, if I were single, I don't know. I have really good willpower. To You'd make it no. a game. You'd make it a game with yourself. You'd be like, "Nope, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lose this game." Yeah. Uh huh. I could see that about you. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for well, that therapy. Really did wonders for you yesterday. <laughs> was it to help you, or is it a teaching session on to psychoanalyze other people? I can. I can analyze anybody but me. He has it all Now, Nelson, on the other hand, no way. Nope. He's sleeping with everyone. Yep. No, you're not, Nelson. You said yourself that there's there's some of these girls even on the apps that you're not trying to sleep with. Yeah, like, not regularly. But but you'll do it one time. Oh, I mean, doesn't everybody deserve a little charity? No, no it's, like, it's like pizza at Nelson's house. <laughs> if it's there, you can't let it go to waste. Well, right. Right. You got to have some standards. Like, most men initially are attracted to you. I'm going to give you guys that. If a man approaches you initially, he probably does want to sleep with you. I'm going to give you all of that. But at some point, there are standards that are put in place where men are like, no, thank you. I'm not interested in that. God, that's a rough day for that woman. Because women have it in their minds that everyone would sleep with them. Uh-huh. It is. And the day, I, I can remember the day that I was rejected. I, I did feel some kind of way, I'll be honest, because I was like, are you crazy? And he's like, oh, no, our friendship is more important. I'm like, it's not more important to me, but all right. But I, want you... You, but I want you to meet my friend Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess so. But that's the day that I learned that that's not true. Did you accept the first no? No. Okay. I did not. Can you answer that with no? <laughs> <laughs> it was a yes or no question. I did not accept the did first no. Did you stay no. friends with that guy? We stayed. I bet you it changed the relationship. 
We stayed friends up until maybe seven or eight years ago. And then you killed him. I did not kill him. He just <laughs> I'll delete that he too. did something I just really didn't like, and I just don't talk to him anymore. Slept with your mom? No, he didn't sleep with my mom. <laughs> no, I'm just guessing. Keep Mama D out of this. <laughs> okay, you know she's listening. She'll be texting in a minute. Yeah, isn't that like? Can you imagine if you slept with your sister? I've oh, I've thankfully never had that happen. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. Never. And they I, like the sister or the roommate better than you. Well, she's not crossing paths. She's not. She, Nikki D's not in any guy smoking a pack of cools. Oh, bite your tongue. That's all they got at the commissary. <laughs> she does not like smokers. I don't. Not at all. But they don't smoke them. They just roll them up in their sleeve oh. <laughs> or steal them <laughs> and sell them. Very Entrepreneurs, funny. they call us. Yeah, entrepreneurship. <laughs> She likes herself a good sexy ex-con. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would you stop saying that? Shake your con-con, You're shake right. your con-con. Oh, my gosh. She likes current con. You, you can't ex-cons. say anything around this guy. He's going to make it law. Is that what you said? I said I've dated someone that has been locked up. I didn't say that's all I want to date. Was that an intentional pun? She said he's going to make it law. Yeah. <laughs> no, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Right? She said that that's the kind of guy she likes with like kind of a record. Well, bad boy. Yeah. That's not say that's the kind of guy I like. like. S- that's the kind of guys I have dated in the past, and I don't want to do that anymore. Maybe you said scratching records. I thought you said having records. No. <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't. I think you're trying to rewrite the history there. You're tra- you're tra- you don't want to do what? Date ex I want to attract a different type of man. Yes. I oh, don't want to date oh, ex con. Good for you. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. You, like the guys, want to turn over a new leaf. (laughs) (laughs) Been there, done that. I think that's fantastic. That was the point that I've been there, done that. All right. 916-909-0985, Foreigner, Loverboy, Toyota Amphitheater, August 23rd, if you're interested. Make Nelson cry. Nothing personal at the end of this hour. We'll get some more tickets for Sac Republic there. You don't have to line up now, but soon. There's a mother and son that were arrested in Elk Grove. This is one of those types of situations where I don't think the mom was a fan of the girlfriend. Of course oh. not. They never are. They always hate us. <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough sell to moms, right? Uh-huh. They is, always hate me anyway. It is a really tough sell. Well, these two were arrested. I mean, real tough sell for this woman. Oh, God. I'll tell you that story here next. Thank you. I was just ta- talking about... When I was having this conversation with my daughter, who's 18, you know, like, no boy wants to meet her just to be her friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll say, well, what is the relationship here? And she'll say, oh, we're just friends. And I'm like, um, well, that's not what they want. They, they they want something more than that. Yeah, but she's saying, like, they're starting off that way. They're just getting to know one another. Yeah, I know. It's it's a figure of speech. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just making sure, literally, that they she knows Mm-hmm. That what they're, you know, don't be tricked into the, hey, why don't you come over? My parents are away or my roommate's gone this weekend. And as friends, we can Netflix and chill. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just don't get that's what I that's kind of the point I was trying to make to her. Right. But when she starts dating these guys, it's it's not really so much. You know, you made the comment, Nikki D, before break of like, you know, well, I think we both did, you know, the, the mama bear. It's hard for mama bears to accept the son mm-hmm. and who they're dating a lot of times. I know right. I have a situation I had a situation years ago with an ex and my mom not a fan. Um, and I wasn't even really talking to my mom at the time. Uh, but with daughters, I think for some reason they're more forgiving just like as fathers would be for sons. Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of this weird little dynamic, mm-hmm. right? That's exactly how but it goes. Like, because I know whenever my my daughter dates a boy, and there's only been a couple, my wife always goes to bat for him, and I'm always the one like, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, this guy's this, and every time I've been right, <laughs> but and 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 they, and they know that, but they tried to diffuse it by teaming up and saying oh he's great you know he got straight a's when he was in kindergarten and you know like stupid stuff like that they do that because they want the daughters to feel as though they're on their side so that they'll talk to them about what's going on okay there you go possibly Mm -hmm. smart i like it do you feel that that relationship between mothers and daughters differs from fathers and sons in that like mothers by and large seem to want to be friends with their daughter, whereas fathers want to have like a mentor relationship, not necessarily father son. That's a totally different conversation, and I do not want to have that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki knows why. Oh. <laughs> we can talk about that at some other time. Yeah, understood. <laughs> I promise I wasn't trying to sidetrack you. It, I was, no, no, it's okay. a, it's a touch. It's a good question. Okay, great question. But it's a touchy subject for me. I, understood. Yeah, like we would need to like block out the next two hours. <laughs> That's how touchy of a subject it is. Understood. <laughs> so this mother and her son in Elk Grove have been arrested. They face multiple charges after police say they both physically assaulted the son's girlfriend. Yeah. And threatened to harm her family Jesus. if she mm-hmm. called the cops. Uh, good luck, Jason, saying these people's names. Um, Zilu, 37, his mother... Yu Wang, mm-hmm. 61, booked into uh, the jail in Sacramento County. They're being held without bail. This happened on Friday morning, all according to Elk Grove Police Department. Uh, according to the social media post from the police department there, Lou and his girlfriend had been in a relationship for several years, showed up at Lou's residence about 3.30 a.m. on Friday. Well, that's the first mistake. An argument went uh, between the girlfriend and Wang, because you never want to argue with Wang, uh, who lives with her son. Again, another issue, red flag. Like, don't ever date, like, girls, don't ever date a boy that lives with their mother and he's in his 30s, almost 40 years old. But you see right. how they worded it. This is what they do. They say, I don't live with her. She, she lives with me. me. Well, I don't care who lives with who. No Who's thanks. got the master bedroom? You're right. Mm-hmm. Who lives with her son, right? Uh-huh. Good catch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it escalated when Wang slapped the girlfriend, and nobody wants to get slapped in the face by a Wang. No. Uh, officer said at this point, Lou pushed. What did you say? <laughs> I wouldn't go making blanket statements. <laughs> Lou pushed his girlfriend. Uh, I think, am I saying that right? L I U. Is that Lou? I say Lou. 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 Yeah. Pushed his girlfriend to the ground and began to strangle her. God. The same time, Stude and his mom were threatening to harm the victim's family if she called the cops. Uh, they continued the uh, physical assault, forcibly, um, Lou forcibly moved the victim to another room against her will. He also grabbed a gun, pointed it at the girlfriend, threatened her once again. Jesus. Um, I'm shocked by none of this. Really? No, not at all. Some of some of my ex's mothers, if they could assault me and lock me in a room, they would have done the same thing. Upon obtaining a search warrant, police found over $135,000 in cash, two pounds of Suspected controlled substance, 52 pounds of per, uh, processed marijuana package for sale, two handguns, and a short-barreled rifle. Mom and son were, like, gangsta. Some horrible right. stuff. Yeah. But they never explain why they did it. News articles never explain why they did it. Like, they give the 
who, what, when, but they never give the why. The way I set it up is they came in at 3 o'clock in the morning. They probably had been drinking, been out on the town, were loud. The mom comes out. She's angry. And, of course, she's going to blame the girlfriend, not her son, Mm -hmm. who's coming home late. So she makes some snide comments to the girlfriend. The girlfriend responds back because she's drunk, and then the mom hits her. So now the son defends his mom. Okay, good scenario. I I was giving these people the benefit of the doubt as far as being somewhat normal. No. And I was just kind of looking at it as like mom just doesn't doesn't like girlfriend. (laughs) Moms don't like girlfriends. They don't. I mean, not their girlfriend, but I'm talking about their son's girlfriend. Right. They just never like. I I was, so, and I had a girlfriend in high school and two years in college, six years, a long relationship. It was like my first, you know, like true love and all that stuff. And my mom absolutely loved this girl because she was part of my high school days. Going into college, didn't work out, moved on in life. Obviously, things worked out for both of us. Um, and so on and so forth. But anyway, there the first girl I ever moved in with, I ever lived with, and I wasn't I didn't even think talking to my mom at the time. And if uh-huh. I was, we weren't talking often. And I find out later that she had written her a letter, handwritten oh, letter, mm. telling her how she wasn't the right one for me. Whoa. This girl kept it from me for a long time because she didn't want to upset me. But your mom pretended like she really liked her. Uh, well, no, I, again, I don't know if, I, I forget our relationship at the time, because my mother and mine's relationship has been very rocky throughout our, our lives. You know, like I've said, 17 years, we're estranged, we just reconnected and stuff, but uh, this one was weird. I don't even know if I've ever talked to my mom. I don't even know if my mom knows I know she did this. <laughs> but I saw the letter, I'm like, what? This is crazy. This is after school special stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember the girl saying, because she was a nice girl, like there was... I mean, she, it wasn't right for me, and I definitely weren't, wasn't right for her, but she was a nice person. Right. Like the, she, there, she was not a malicious person. Mm-hmm. She was very sweet. She had a good heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just didn't connect, you know, as much as we thought we did. And I was like, why? She didn't deserve this. And I remember this girl saying to me, she goes, yeah, it's a mom thing. It absolutely is. Mm. My daughter's um, father's mom, before she passed away, the first three times I met this lady, she wouldn't even call me by my name. She referred to me as girl. So I remember one day she came in. Um, his I was sitting in the room with his sister because I was trying to stay away from this lady. She was so evil. And she comes in and she starts yelling at me because the floor isn't swept. Mind you, this is not my house. So she's like, you need to get up and sweep the floor, girl. And you too, Liz. And I was like, I have a name. It's Nikki. She's like, you heard what I said, girl. Like, the woman didn't call me my name for three visits. And finally, like, our last visit, she was really sick at that point and dying. And she finally called me Nikki. Wow. You think every mother has the Oedipus Rex syndrome in them? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I had probably an unhealthy relationship with my mother, but I think she really just wanted me to find somebody. I think she would have welcomed with open arms. Okay, so you're a different story. Uh-huh. Like, you're kind of like my son. You uh, know, yes. you both are weird. I don't want to say not saying weird. he's weird, but I'm weird. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. awkward. Awkward. Socially awkward. Yes. Okay. Agreed. So it's kind of like, uh, how do I get, what kind of analogy can I come up with? It's like if you have a, it's like if you're trying to sell something <laughs> and you have a price for it, but you really, more than the money, just want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you're willing to sell it for a lot less than what you want. Sure. Or just give it away. It's kind of like the relationship Nelson probably had with his mother. I'd agree. Aww. Like there's top dollar that she, in her heart, feels about you, yep. but she's willing to get rid of you for half price. At one point, 
At one point, I or free, <laughs> for free. At one point, she said to me, "Josh, it's o- it's okay to be gay." Whoa! I'm like, Mom, I'm just awkward, and I can't get girls to talk to me. I'm not gay, but thank you, I guess. Just trying to figure it out. Uh huh. She's like, "Well, yeah. maybe that's it." Yeah. You know, because I, I was I'm born in '82, so that's a it was. There weren't gay straight alliances and things like that. You know, there were a lot of people that were closeted and didn't know how to like broach that subject. So she was like, hey, you can talk to me about this. Look, if I were a parent and my son or my daughter wasn't acting what a normal quote unquote, again, can't define it, but you know what I mean? Mainstream, what all the other kids are doing. Conventional. Conventional. I know what I how I would handle it. And I would say, if that is you, mm-hmm. feel free to tell me it's okay, because you don't want them to feel like they can't tell you that right, stuff. Right, or hide, or... So maybe that's what she was trying to get at. What kind of vibes was I giving off, though? Like, I thought I was giving off, I want some lady vibes, but apparently I was not. I don't get lady vibes from you, either. <laughs> certain times, at certain times, you get lady vibes from Nelson. When you're around black Nelson, you get all lady vibes. No. Oh. Yeah. You know what? Uh, For sure. Yeah. When I'm around black Nelson, I get uncomfortable. <laughs> and now I've learned that, you know, it's one thing if we're on the air and we're having a conversation that's strongly point it to the African-American community. Mm -hmm. And Nikki will take the lead, and Nelson tries to play his part. I mean, real, like, real-life stuff. But, I mean, he tries to play his part a little bit too hard, and he becomes Black Nelson. He does. But what I learned the other day in the hallway... (laughs) It was eye-opening for him. It's a real thing. ...is when you get Nelson around not one but two (laughs) African-Americans... Oh, God, it's on. He has no control... (laughs) I'm amongst my people. He says some dumb things out loud, like, I don't have enough melatonin. I should be a part of this community. I mean, like, melanin. Or melanin. Melatonin is the stuff you go sleep. That's why you don't understand, man. See, that, yo, dog, man, yo, like, you just don't. You just don't, no, Nelson. You can't, what are you doing? Culture. You can't spell. I'm not. Yo, dog, I grew up like this, yo. I mean, like, I'm so I'm so worried you're clowning. I mean, like, yo. <laughs> he said clowning. <laughs> He's like, you guys see this? You guys, you guys, you guys see this drip, man? It's dope. Don't play me like that, dog. Yeah, and I'm like, Nelson, shut up! You sound stupid. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, that's disrespectful. I mean, they're not talking like that. Nobody's talking like that. Nelson yo, is. <laughs> they they just don't know the culture, yo. I'm like, Some, Jesus, dude. You like, I'm leaving. Somebody got to do it. I walked away quickly. <laughs> he did. He was very uncomfortable. <laughs> Bailey was gone. I never see him leave so fast from a conversation. He wouldn't stop. No, he doesn't. Like, he thought I was joking. I'm like, dude, you just stop. You got to stop. There's, like, people around. This is, like, an open communal <laughs> work environment here. You can't. Now, you're you'll... laughing now. Are you offended by it? Cause if you're I'm offended not by... offended by it. Okay. I'm, I'm used to it. Well, but does that just mean you've been beaten into submission? No, I just okay. think maybe that's who you are. That is who I am. Yeah, that's like somebody being held captive, being used to being drugged every morning. It's I mean, just I- used to it. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Stockholm? Yeah. We yes. fall in love with the captor. We fall in love with the captor. Stockholm Syndrome. Yo, dog, man, you just don't know. Check out my drip. You clowning over there. This is dope. I mean, just like, like every dope. cliche word. I was not. I do not use cliche. Then he starts, like, rhyming words. When you got flow, man, you just let it go, dude. See? There you go. Like that. 
But just just two words. It's not like some long stretch of words. No, it's just, no. It's like, man, I got to go to the door for show. You know, like just like quick little <laughs> things. <laughs> doubt. I'll go to the doubt for, for show. show. Right. The doubt. We out the doubt. You see how he knows what to say and everything. <laughs> does it doesn't come off like an act, though, does it? It, it does. There it is. Thank you. There's the stretch. There's the Black Nelson. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Got to go to the machine, get a drink. What you think? <laughs> All I know is I've never had a black guy look at me and go, why are you yelling? So I just, I've always felt close to the culture because of that. <laughs> White people think I'm too loud. Black guys accept me. <laughs> By and large, black women do too. Man, check out that girl. I want to play Tilt the World. <laughs> tripping. All right, Nikki. I want to tell you. Second where- round of headlines for me and Black Nelson, please. <laughs> I'm going to tell you where some of the deadliest U.S. wildfires are taking place Word. and where a dog was found in the airport. Straight oh, up. My, yeah, my dog's at the airport. <laughs> All my dogs at the airport. He about to get on a plane. He insane. <laughs> Stop, you're going to hurt her. <laughs> Keep it coming. <laughs> All right, we'll get your second round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Hey, real quick, Nikki, this just popped up in my time hop on Facebook. This was eight years ago. My daughter was just a little bees. Oh, heading to school. First day of school. God, it's always important. There's us greeting her when she's getting on the bus and then off the bus. Let me right. see. Look at that. Oh, she's so cute. Yeah. I know. And are you kind of sad that this year is no first day of school, really? Yeah. You school know what? College. I, I know that I was there every day. Mm-hmm. Every first day? Every first day. Okay. For all of her grade school years. So I, um, I don't... <laughs> Oh, no. Was he crying? <laughs> He's pretty close. Oh, no. Don't cry, Nelson. I'm not there for my daughter today either. She just ordered an Technically. Uber. Yeah, why don't you give me uh, J7, Nelson? <laughs> why don't you give me J7? J7. Yeah, please. You got the devil in you. <laughs> If I beat you to the punch, making him cry because he's not there for his kids on his first day, I'm taking these foreigner lover boy tickets. <laughs> if you'd like to give it a shot, you can call us at any time. I'll stop what I'm doing and see if you can make Nelson cry. 916-909-0985. All right. Second round of headlines. Thanks to good guys. Heating and air, 530. Good air. That is the phone number. They're the best in the business. Best service, best price. That is guaranteed. 530. Good air. Nikki. People are fleeing for their lives in Hawaii. H3. It's like Lahaina is on fire. It's like, my God, the first Hawaiian bank is on fire. It's like, oh, no. I mean, I don't know. Rome is burning. Uh, Hawaii wildfires have been burning now for a couple of days, and I don't know how I missed this initially when it was happening. This story, story, according to KCRA, thousands of residents right now are having to leave from Maui. So far, 36 people have unfortunately lost their lives to these wildfires. 271 structures have been damaged. I saw videos where people were jumping 
into the ocean to escape the fire. That's how far they had been pushed out. The mayor of Maui is saying they're not sure how the fire started. They're thinking it was a combination of dry conditions, low humidity, and high winds. So the people that are in the areas of Hawaii that need to be evacuated have now started evacuating. They're getting out of there. They had over 11. I mean, it's a horrible scene to mm-hmm. watch on television. Yeah, uh, Over 11,000 people were able to get on a flight yesterday. But think about it. And I've never been to Hawaii I've never been to this island, but you know you, you got to think there's not not too many places to go when the whole damn thing's on fire, right? Right. So where else are you going to go? You're ju- I mean you're literally in the ocean. J- jumping in the water. I'm surprised some of the cruise lines have not come to the rescue of these people and pulled up to the port and said, "Hey, look, let's 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 stop what we're doing. Let's go pick up some people and get them off this island." Imagine the good pub. I'm surprised about that too because a lot of the videos I saw where the people were in the water, it was people out on boats that were helping the people that jumped in and they were taking footage from their boats of the island as they were sailing off. Yeah. It, it, they had I think it was a hurt like was it a hurricane or was it some really nasty storm. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe power lines went down and because of the dry who knows. But I mean, it, it's one thing like, I remember back in the 90s when I was living in Florida in the wildfires, and I don't have to tell you what that's about living in California, but, it like, when you see that kind of fire in the distance, which isn't that far, it's terrifying. It's apocalyptic. I mean, I remember going back to my apartment and just seeing this red, yellow, orange, angry glare in the sky. And I was like, how far is that? And it, it was mile, just a couple miles. Couple miles of and fire jumps over <clears throat> roads. I mean, you get on one side, the other side, you're thinking, oh, there's the concrete, there's the asphalt. It's mm-hmm. not gonna, It'll jump, literally jump over the roads. I've never witnessed a wildfire or really a, a actual like structure burning down like in real time. So that's really scary to see the footage. There was a pilot who flew over yesterday, and he said he's been flying for 50-plus years, and he's never seen anything like that. And you got to think of, you know, the – the history that is there that's been burnt down mm-hmm. that they'll have to rebuild, but no longer there. You know, that's what always gets you, right? I, I mean, of course, it's absolutely horrible. You just say over like 30 people have already died. Yeah. But, you know, the stuff that you'll never get back. And that's in any fire when you lose things that you don't get back. Memorabilia, family heirlooms and photos. That's always tough. Yeah. So, man, thinking about you guys. All right. Second story. Would you leave your child in an airport if they couldn't board the plane? H4. The owner also attempted to fly with the animal under the pretenses of being an emotional support dog, but was denied boarding for that as well. Strangely enough, this is my good guy story of the day, and I'm going to tell you why it's a good guy story. And this story story is according to people. A woman was flying out of Pittsburgh. She was heading on vacation, and she tried to pawn her French bulldog off as a support animal. Well, the airlines didn't buy it. They were like, no, this is not a support animal. If you want to fly with this dog, you have to have it crated. And she just had the dog in a baby stroller. So this woman takes her seven-year-old dog. She's had this dog for seven years. Outside to where the short-term parking is, she put him near an elevator with his dog bowl, water, and food. And she left him there and got on a plane and went on vacation. Wow. Yeah, so they located the dog. And this is why it's a good good guy story of the day because when this story aired so many people now have called into the shelter where this dog is um reaching out to adopt a dog and rehome it and give it a safe loving environment yeah that's not cool so when she gets off where'd vacation, she go did say where she went it doesn't say where she went but she micro tripped the dog so they know exactly who she is and they said when she returns from
from her trip, the police will be there waiting for her to get off the plane. She's going to be going to jail. Dude, Panama City Beach, man, had to go. Had to get t-shirts, had to hook up, had to go to Spinnaker's. There's nowhere that you had to go that you leave your dog in the airport in a stroller. Uh Uh-uh. You go take your dog back home if you have to and catch another flight. Well, in her defense, I'm sure it's a dog stroller. They it was not this. a dog stroller. It was a kid stroller. We have a dog stroller. They exist. They're a thing. No, this was an no. actual kid stroller. I saw the picture of the poor little dog they sitting in it. looked very similar. <laughs> poor dog, though. <laughs> All right. Nothing personal time. This is where we go to our super secret special website. We find real stories of real people right here in Sacramento that are looking for love, trying to find these people once again. I need two players. Sac Republic FC tickets, the big game. This will sell out. You'll be a part of an historic evening as they go back to Hughes Stadium on the 26th of this month to play Orange County SC for their 10th season celebration. This is a tough ticket, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I need two players. Nikki D will help both of you out. After hearing the story that I read to you, you're going to have to tell me man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. All right? That's the deal. 916-909-0985. Like I said, need some players, and we'll do nothing personal here next. Hang on. Hey, girl or dude, won't you come and get you some of this? The BS knows all about missed connections. Hey, how you doing? But can you guess the sexes? It's time to play Nothing Personal. Hey, thanks for your time. I hope you're having a good morning. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. Sac Republic. Big game coming up here on the 26th of this month. 16 days from today. Back at the U Stadium. Uh, the 10th season celebration. They're going to beat up on Orange County SC. And uh, Coach Mark Briggs on the last couple of days. Good dude. Nelson out there trying to kick soccer balls. <laughs> Hell of an effort. Uh, you can see that video. Yeah, really was i appreciate you saying that. I, I i i'm very very proud of you i you thought, did a great job Nelson. i thought you did a fantastic job Thank you. Uh, over and beyond and i like your little tank top that doesn't fit and your little shorty mm-hmm. shorts yep you look cute i tried well you said the umbros so I, like obviously i don't have any umbros but i channeled that and i put on the tightest shortest shorts i had i liked it i liked everything about it <laughs> uh, and you probably will too if you want to see that video at listen to the bs it's up there also on our youtube channel at the bailey show all right, let's get nothing personal. Danny in North Highlands, how are you, Daniel? I'm doing great. Good, good, good. Have you thought about making Nelson cry this morning? You know about that? Oh, I don't know. He made me cry yesterday because uh, I thought he was going to at least get one. I had down for one. And, uh... <laughs> All right, well, if you want to, uh, after we get through nothing personal, if you want to try to find a way to make him cry, he's having a rough day with his kids, you know, back in Nebraska. Uh, Rob in El Dorado Hills. Robert, how are you? I'm doing well. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, 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 morning. morning. All right. Well, you can make him cry, too. I I really want somebody to come strong when we get back to this cry. I want to hear somebody come strong and have Nelson cry. I love hearing and watching people cry. There is nothing. (laughs) I, I, I get beat up for saying this all the time, and I'm not trying to be mean, and maybe it's a fetish, but I like going to the mall and looking at a larger woman in a business suit eat a sloppy hamburger and cry. Why do you like I that? I don't know. That is so weird. Very strange. specific. I believe that is a fetish. It is. <laughs> it's the specificity. Mm-hmm. Specificity. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. The game is nothing personal. All right. I'm going to read you a story. 
And uh, you, with the help of Nikki D, have to tell me man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. These are real stories from people here in Sacramento that uh, we have found on our super secret special website. Just pay attention. There are clues throughout the story that will give you the answer. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, your competition gets the steal, and then back and forth we go. Danny, you're up first. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right, sir. Here we go. Gave your car a jump. Black Miner's Bar. I was a bit distracted because I was in the wrong parking lot and a bit embarrassed, too, since I don't know how my own car works just yet. I watched you hook up those cables and couldn't stop dreaming about those rough cables draped across my smooth skin. I was just happy I could be there to save you in their time of need. I have a feeling you're usually the one doing the rescuing. We got to talking about your hobbies and we found out we each love to paddleboard. Know any good spots to go? Because I'm ready to get wet. I'm not saying you owe me, but I did come through for you. Maybe you could come through for me. Winky, winky. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. About 60 seconds, Nikki D, Danny. Oh, that screams woman for man. Oh, Danny, we are on the same page. I also thought this was a woman for a man. She has a car. She doesn't really know how to work it yet. This guy needs a jump, so he says, I can do it. She says she wants him to get her, you know, moist. And then she says she wants him to come through. So those say woman for man all day to me. Oh, yeah. No, most definitely. Don't think I use the M word. Mm -mm. Okay. said wet, moist, same, same. (laughs) No, not the same thing. (laughs) All right. uh, We're going woman. What would you say? Woman for man? Woman for man. Oof. All right. Danny, because I like you, you can change it right now, but right now and right now only if you want. No, I'm I'm sorry. I'm set. I'm good. All right. That's correct. That's right. Uh, 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 uh. We're off to a good start here. Yeah. Well, for Danny. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. There you go. I think people want to hear that every once in a while. (laughs) All right, Robert, here we go, my friend. Walgreens on Dewey. You were cute and thick and working at Walgreens on Dewey. You were on the shorter side, and that's just how I like them. Long black hair and always wore a mask, which I choked about a few times. I know you were trying hard to maintain professionalism, but I think it's time that you and I... Let loose. Besides, I got some work for you anyway. The hours are long, and the work is tough, but the rewards are plentiful. Don't delay. I wouldn't want to fill the position before I vetted your app location. All right, man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman. What are you doing, Robert? What are you? Working. Are you working? Are you at work? Is it, are you work, working a car or something? No, oh. I'm just getting ready to go to work. Oh, okay. I'm a school teacher. I'm a school teacher, and tomorrow's our first day. So oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. That's making so much noise. I well, look, I'm not. I'm just curious because you sound like a very, very serious, important man. <laughs> With all that shuffling oh, going on, I didn't know if you had like a badge, if you had a, a jumpsuit, you had a headlamp, you had all kinds of stuff, bat belt, work belt. No, I, yeah, I got. I got none of those. None of those things. All right, you sound like an important man, and I just appreciate you being here. All right, now I need an answer. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Nikki D? 
Okay, Robert, I think that it's a man for woman. What were you thinking? I was thinking the same thing. He doesn't want to fill the job before. Right. That's one of the key words I wrote. He thinks she's cute, thick and short. That's how we heard a male earlier on, you know, describe a woman that he liked here. Uh, He wants to put her to work. So I would say man for woman for short. That's a great answer. I don't know if I'd stick with it. Robert, would you? Are you staying with that? I'm I'm locking in my answer. Man for woman. All right. That's right. That's correct. Let's go, Rob. Let's go, Mickey. Oh, oh. Can I just say this real quick, Robert, on your behalf as a school teacher? It is important on the first day of school for people like you, and I'm sure you're a father as well, to be there for their kids on the first day with the sign and the pancakes. It just means the world to these kids. Am I right, Rob? Oh, absolutely. You know, and as a teacher for 24 years, I've done it for 24 different years with other kids, and I've also done it for 25 years with my own kids. So yeah. it's, a, yeah. it's a good one. It's a good one, and you, you know. And you can, I've, never, I've never cried, and I've never missed one. Yeah. So. Well, and you can tell. For what as, it's worth. As, as, a, as, a, as an educator, you can tell the kids that are fatherless without pancakes and signs on the first day, right? <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, that's without a doubt. Okay, let's get, back. <laughs> let's get back, back to the game. <laughs> Is this even a real game? Danny, you're up. It's tied a piece, uh, one a piece. <laughs> Ta- right. Taco Bell cutie, Bradshaw, uh, Bradshaw and Lincoln, Village Drive. That's where we're at. You had that wild hair and the lip piercings. When I brought them up, you mentioned you had another piercing. You thought that I just love to see. I really want to come and give you a Baja blast of my own. Ew. You mentioned that you liked my car, and I joked about how roomy the interior was. I could tell you wanted to climb in the back seat and put those claims to the test. Once your shift is over, how about you and I go and put in some overtime? I've got more than just a big tip for you right now. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. These are good, strong stories. All right, Danny. Love your inflection. What were you thinking? Uh, I was thinking uh, man for woman. All right. So I was thinking woman for woman or either man for man. And then we got some clues that's now leaning me towards man for man. A Taco Bell cutie, wild hair, and a lip piercing I initially thought were women. But then... He said he wants to give a Baja blast with a big tip and have sex in the car. I'm going to say that's a man for man. Mm, no, I'm not disagree. Oh, I mean, these are your tickets. You can definitely disagree. I yeah, wouldn't if I, I was you, but I'm you gonna, can. I'm going to go with uh, man for woman. Okay, so you're going back to back. You think we went man for woman twice in a row. Wow, that's going to tell you, Cotton, that's a bold move. Danny? Yeah, I'm set. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it is. All right, you don't want to change it, huh? No, he doesn't no. want to go with me. He wants to go against me. Go against you? Yeah. Go go against the pain? Go against the pain. Go against the grain. Go against the right. Yeah, I'll use the pain instead of grain. <clears throat> Danny, that is correct. Nicely done. What? All right. No All right. way. Man for woman. Okay, Danny. Me <laughs> too. Yeah. Ow. I just stabbed myself in my Are you head. okay? Ow. Okay. Holy cheekers. Okay, here we go, Robert. Get you any bandages? Uh, 
God, wouldn't it be great? No offense to Danny, but just to have an educator win tickets before school to help all you those kids. <laughs> I just offered to get you a bandage. They would be a they would be a first day gift for somebody. I'm sure that'd be awesome. Probably want to give it to one of those kids that weren't fed without a sign, and their dad was not there. A- ab- absolutely, yeah. a little charity for those kids. Yeah, because they yeah. need it. I've seen what I've seen what they look like. I just saw pictures of two that were in that situation. <laughs> Here we go. Grocery outlet, Rockland. Hi. We caught each other's eyes, but by the time I checked out, you'd vanished. You were short, cute, and wearing all black. You noticed my outfit, but I felt like you were noticing what that outfit was covering more. If you know what I mean. I usually like to wear baggy clothes, but it was my workout clothes I threw on afterwards to go shopping. It just makes my curves more curvier. That thirsty look in your eyes told me it was a good choice. Let's leave both our outfits out of this, and let's see how we fit together skin to skin. Tongue emoji. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. 60 seconds, Robert. All right, well, I'm leaning in the direct. Oh, go ahead, Nikki, go. Uh, I'm leaning for woman for woman or either woman for man. What were you thinking? Yeah, I was thinking woman for man just because she said something about let's fit together. Well, that's what so made that's me think it was. I was- yeah, that's what made me think it was woman for woman because she described them as being short and cute. They're going to work out and then go shopping. But then she said, let's do skin to skin with the, what do you say, tongue emoji? Yeah. That gave me woman for woman vibes. All right, let's go with it. All right. I'm not going, I'm not going against Nikki D today. Look at you, Rob. That's what I'm talking about. What are we going with? Woman for woman. Ooh, woman, woman. son. You want to stick with that? Yes, sir. All right, that's right. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sticking with me, sticking with me, sticking with me. Okay, here's where we're at in the game. We're at the last one. You guys are tied two apiece. You're playing a very, very good game, very strong. And now it comes down to Danny Boy. Danny, you get this right, you're going to win the tickets for the Sac Republic game. If you don't, they go to the educator, Robert. This is for my 80 year old grandma, so let's do this. Oh my God! Oh, the I bet you, on. I bet you the eighty-year. He crying? He crying over there? I bet you the eighty-year-old grandmother probably showed up to show your kids off to the first day, and she's done that for every year that they've gone to school. That's what a good oh, yeah. grandma does. That's what a good parent does. That's what a good. Sorry, no. Here we go. Quick quack, Elk Grove. Oh my God! Do I love me some quick quack? That was me, by the way. Another story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I kept staring. I was looking for hardware on those long, thick fingers. You are older and super hot with big, heavy boots on. You know what they say about big feet. (laughs) Let me rub those things after a long, hard day for you. I promise you won't be left with any aches when I'm done. Now, this is the second time I saw you at the double Q in the morning. My shorts match the color of your car, and my thoughts match the condition it was in. Dirty. I'm much younger than you, but I don't lack an experience 
my filthy mouth and mind need a good cleaning. That's it. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Uh, I'm actually kind of thinking, uh, kind of sounding man to man, really. I have man to man as well. Um, they're forth. definitely describing uh, a man when they're saying they have the long, thick fingers, heavy boots, big feet. But then I think what made me think it's a man for a man is when he said he doesn't lack experience and his mouth needed cleaning. That gave me man to man vibes. Yeah, I he just yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. So I'd go man for man with this one. Oof. This is big. Are you guys sure you don't sound very sure? Well, I'm oh, sure. I, I, I believe it. It's a man for man. All right, yeah. Hold on for a second. Nikki's got like three different answers written down. I just want to make sure you guys are on the same page. <laughs> man for man is my strongest suit here. Okay. Danny, are we sure man for man? Because this is it right here. It's over after this. Hey, this is for Grandma, so yeah, let's do it. Oh, my God. I love Grandmas. You do. <sighs> man for man for the win. Is that's right. Let's go. Yeah, that's Look at there. That's right. Got the tickets, Danny. That's correct. Danny got tickets right. for you and Grandma. Sac Republic on the 26th against Orange County SC, 10th season celebration. Got to head out to right. Hughes Stadium for this. All right, brother. All right, I'm about to go inside and tell her right now. All right, Danny, hang on. Robert, you played a great game. Yeah. Try back tomorrow. We'll have some more passes. Or if you've got time before you go in and change the world. You can call us back and try to make Nelson cry, and I can give you foreigner lover boy tickets if you choose. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the offer. Hey, have a good day at school. And again, just can you once again, just to the audience, let them know as an educator for as many decades as you've done it, how stress how important it is for fathers to be there for their kids on the first day. It, it is vital. It is hugs it is love it is everything for those kids so nelson i feel your pain but you know if you were a good dad you'd be there <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh i give you the tickets whoa <laughs> all right rob have a good day sir thank you we'll end it on that that was great right. yeah we'll see <laughs> i think you're a good dad i know just from a distance. Just the fact that you care so much that you're not there shows how good of a dad you are, Nelson. But. A not so good dad wouldn't even care. There's always room for improvement. <laughs> like if you were there. Because <laughs> you know who's crying right now. Who's crying? Those kids. Oh, yeah. no. And they're not crying over spilled milk because they didn't even get breakfast. Oh, God. looking at look behind him who are you looking at should i keep my foot on the pedal or should i wait till after the break i think you should wait okay i'll wait till after the break. <laughs> what is about to happen uh j3 is about to happen about to happen yeah after the break <laughs> okay. so we can continue if you'd like to make nelson cry he's almost there i've almost hit it a couple of times because of this kid thing and if you can do it and i see a tear I'll give you tickets to see Foreigner and Loverboy, the historic farewell tour, the Toyota Amphitheater, August 23rd. You just have to call and make him cry. Tell me a story about you uh, sending your kids off to school. That should probably do it. I mean, he's right there. Like, right. he's leaning over the dock. He's about to fall into the water. 
Yeah, it's less about assaulting my character and more of you tell me a sappy story, and I think that will put me over. Like, not to help you, but. And first thing this morning, what did I do? I gave him what? A sappy story. No, a box of tissues. Oh, you yeah. did give him that? Yeah. Let me see him. Yeah. You got him handy? See, he doesn't even have him handy. They're next to me. So okay. there's a lot of I tissues in there. I a lot there. of real estate over here. So it's like, it's a 50-50 prize. One for tears and one for when he goes home, I guess. Aww. And our plus, plus, plus lotion. It'll keep you moisturized. It won't dry out. As well as the couch. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute here. It's always fun to go to those shows like this Foreigner Loverboy show at uh, the Toyota Amphitheater, the 23rd. I've got a pair of tickets to give out before 10 a.m. there this morning if you want them. But when you go to a show like that, uh, just take Foreigner, for example, there's... Like, if you, if you don't know a band, let's just say you're not a Foreigner fan or you're not familiar with their music, but if you can go walk into a concert like a Foreigner and go, I've heard that song before, mm-hmm. there's only a handful of bands that you can do that to. I agree with that. Right? Because mm-hmm. there's some shows I've been to where I had no idea, of course, the songs or music, but I'd hear the one and be like, oh, okay, I know this song. Yeah, but yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Because the, the bands that you're talking about, like, the few rock shows that you've been like Metallica, Blink-182. I'm not talking about the whole catalog. And even as a Blink or Metallica fan, they wouldn't fit what I'm talking about. It's a select few. And I can't even think off the top of my head, to be honest with you. Um, But you have to have those bands. Actually, you know what? Like maybe in, now nah, I don't want to say Nickelback. It's got to be an older band. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. I would say Aerosmith is right up there. Aerosmith. You're going to know every song at an Aerosmith show, whether you realize it or not. Aerosmith would be one. Yeah, I'd give you that. But Foreigner is like the king of this. Right. Foreigner is like a sleeper because it's like, who knows any Foreigner songs? Oh, everybody. Right. Even if you don't know, you know. You just don't realize you do. And you walk into the show and you're like, oh, man. Oh, man. Instead of going to those shows where somebody drags you along or you just go on your own and you're like, you're waiting for the song. Yep. The most popular or even your most favorite. Gotta be waiting for every song. I think Foreigner would honestly be one of those bands I wouldn't leave before the encore even. There should probably be a disclaimer before you go into a show like this that you could get a urinary tract infection. Yeah. Because you won't go to the bathroom. Because you're not going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go to the bathroom mostly at shows anyway. There's probably some statistic that says more people urinate themselves at Foreigner shows than any other show. <laughs> Can't miss it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. So, anyway, I, I think I didn't even know we had, this show was coming, and we got the tickets. We asked the promotions department last night. I was like, look, I need a pair of tickets. And there's like, what time are you giving them away? I said between 6 and 10 a.m. Uh, you know, I've got to find somebody to make Nelson cry. <laughs> I want to see. I, I think it's good for him. I'm doing him a favor. He cries all the time. Why do you think today will be good for him to cry? Well, because it's forcefully, it's forced uh-huh. on him. Yeah. It's different if he does it on his own. Because sometimes I think he forces it upon himself. But if somebody else makes him cry, just based off of this being the first time in nine years that, well, no, not nine years, but. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. Four to five years. Because his oldest is nine. Mm-hmm. That he hasn't been there on the first day. Look, I'm a dad. I know what it's like. I would be a mess. To be quite honest with you, I couldn't have made it to work today. So I'll give you credit for that. He should have stayed home. Should have stayed home. Oh, right. <laughs> Imagine I say that to him. 
Hey, Bailey, I'm not going to be in tomorrow. It's I don't imagine. Too much. I could emotionally have, I would have totally understood. I appreciate that. We all would have taken that. We all would have taken the day off and come to your house. <laughs> yeah, that would have never happened. You are not coming to the stabbiest <laughs> part of Arden for anything. <laughs> stabbiest. <laughs> so if you can make him cry, I'll give you these foreigner tickets. Just tell a story and see what happens. He's on the brink, man. I'm telling you, he's there. Yeah. Almost. He is. All I'm seeing is wrinkles every time I look over at him. His forehead is so wrinkled up. He's, Nine, he's there. 916. God, just even saying the numbers makes me sad. <laughs> Why? Because my daughter's nine. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of nines in our phone number. Right. Yeah. My it's all It's six, all about no. your daughter. 916. Six is Roman. One minus six is Roman. He's five. No, he's six. Well, he's six. That means he's number one. He's number one. Yeah. Yeah. 909 with Nelson being the big circle in the middle. <laughs> 09, it's Nelson standing next to his daughter. Oh. 8, 5, meaning that his youngest didn't eat anything. The last time I was there for them, they were 8 and 5. Right, mm. yeah. Oh, goodness. That's mm. even more sad. So, all together, it's 916, 909, 0985. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you give me J3? Oh, can I please? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Kid in middle school. Oh my goodness. He was the best kid in middle school. I used to play football with him and all the kids. And look what happened. So sorry. Oh my goodness. Is that audio? I don't know what is. Is someone one is. dead? I don't know. I gotta hear it again. Oh my goodness. This is the nicest kid in middle school. He was the best kid in middle school. I used to play football with all the kids and look what happened. That's low blow brain dick. Oh God, if that doesn't wow. get you all teared up, I don't know what will. It sounded like a sad R&B movie or something. Mm. That's what it sounded like. Give me J8. Is this Rob again in El Dorado Hills? Yes, it is. I knew I recognized the damn caller ID. You're going to school now. You, you got your wits about you. You want to give this a shot? You want to tell us a good story, educator? Well, I'll give him my best shot. All right, go ahead. We'll give him some music. There we go. All right, go ahead. This is a school teacher. Well, we have, we have three kids, 25, 17, and 10. And for 20-whatever, 20 21 years, 20 years, whatever it is, whenever kindergarten starts, we bought all of our kids a T-shirt in extra large that says, class of whatever. So my 25-year-old, he's already graduated, never missed the first day with him. My 17-year-old, she's a junior, never missed the first day with her. Took her to, took her to Oak Ridge High School the other morning and dropped her off. Got a big hug. It was just looking into those eyes and seeing the seeing the respect and the love from the kids that you raise. And then the ten year old walked into class yesterday, shook his teacher's hand. Oh, it was it was one of the best moments. My heart felt so full. Oh, that's it right there. When your heart feels full. <laughs> 
Hey, Rob, congratulations. <laughs> I told you it wasn't going to be difficult. Yes. Look at it. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. I feel so horrible for this. I need to call my therapist again. I need another. I got to tell you, Rob, I appreciate you listening to the show. But that was a horrible thing you just did. Just a horrible, horrible thing you just did. Did you get your picture? No, I took a video. <laughs> Uh, Rob, congratulations. Got you 400 tickets. Well done, sir. Nicely done. He is red-faced. Tears, tears flowing. Tears and sweat. I, I got I to gotta do some damage control. Hang on, Rob. <laughs> I got to do damage control. <laughs> we still have a ton of audio we need to get through here, apparently. Well, we can, you know, I think I might feel bad now. Do you feel bad? No. I didn't no. think so. No, I, I do. Just needed though. to ask you square up to your face. I think I need to say it. I that I do. The shirts are really cute idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's what got you the shirt. Yeah, it's just because you got what he did, right? No. He bought an extra large shirt when they were little kids. Oh, so they could grow into and it. And it says the class of, and then oh. they take a picture in the shirt. So oh, I just right. yeah, they take a picture in the shirt every year. <laughs> oh God. You go make me cry, don't. don't and then they get bigger and bigger, right? They grow into the shirt. shirt. Oh, if God. I would have had a shirt, I wouldn't be so sad about this sign because at least they'd have the shirt. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's really cute. <laughs> oh. That's really cute. I've never seen this. <laughs> oh, this is every day after I leave the show. I feel like I'm at an exotic zoo. <laughs> An exotic zoo. <laughs> it's crazy. So, so do you want to hear something um, that I just, uh, an observation, Nikki, that I've just made about Nelson? What's that? And I don't know if anybody else does this. I've never looked. What is he doing? When he cries, his nipples get hard. Oh. <laughs> no, I never <laughs> noticed that. Wow, look how hard they are. Why? <laughs> Cause I've got maybe I got a cry fetish. I guess <laughs> there have and been times you where arouse when you cry. Well, no, I don't. I mean, I'm not. There's no arousal anywhere else. But I tell you mm. what, if you lactate, I'll give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he won't. He'll come up with a reason why he doesn't want. to No, because that's a definitive. Right. Exactly. Thank you. We're not going backwards. <laughs> Moving forward. Mm-hmm. Mm. Rob, uh, nicely done, sir. That was that was really good. That was really strong. That was a very well tell story, sir. Uh, I appreciate it. I tell stories all day long in class, so yeah. it's not like I haven't done a storytelling session before. Yeah, is there? You don't make your kids cry, do you? At school, like you I'm don't tell sorry. you don't want that. Like make tell stories for them to cry. Do you? <laughs> no, not normally. What if you have a kid in class? Let's just say you have a kid in class. Let's call her a uh, nine-year-old girl. Let's call her. <laughs> Let's call her Linella Poe. And, <laughs> and she comes in and she says, Mr. Mr. What do they call you? Mr. Rob? Oh, they call me by my last name. All right. Mr. Harris. All right. We'll just call you Mr. Harris. <laughs> Mr. Harris, um, you know, uh, hi, I'm Manella Poe. Uh, I'm, you know, in your class. I'm excited for the school year, but I'm really hungry. Usually my dad gives me pancakes, but he left us. And, uh, and, and I'm really sad today because I didn't get to take a picture of the sign. Um, I'm just sad, Mr. Harris. What do I do? What do you tell a kid like that? Well, I tell him I'll be happy to take a picture <laughs> with them. I'll give them a granola bar. I'll give them something to eat. Yeah. 
Worst thing is, is a hungry kid in your first period class. So Amen. Yeah. Got to yeah. make sure they got to make sure they're fed. How do you learn if you're not got food in your belly? Right. That's right. It's yeah, food for thought, as they say. I well, would think Nelson would put food in his kids' bellies. Well, he would, but it's one. In my belly. He but he's not there. He's so not there. Not yeah. He's having yeah. him starve. I hope that the educators in Omaha, Nebraska, are as good as the educators here in Sacramento. Absolutely. I hope they have food. All right, Rob, hang on. We got to get your information. I thought you'd last a little bit longer. (laughs) Sorry. too. I thought you were going to be able to hold it in, Nelson. You were bawling. That was, the shirt is really cute. Every time he thinks about it, he gets ready to start back up. (laughs) He's really cute. I was going to continue to talk about how awesome Farner is. All right, third round of headlines. We're going to ruin the rest of the show. Mm. I'm going to tell you why OJ is second-guessing his degree and how Uber is upping security. All right, it's two big stories from today, getting you learned, educate you a little bit on something-something. We'll do that here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. All right, third round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. That is good guys with an S, heatingcooling.com. Nikki D. OJ says the math isn't mathing. H5. Hey, X-World, it's me, yours truly. Now, I know I went to college on a football scholarship, but somehow this math is not adding up to me. O.J. Simpson thinks it's unfair that the former Raiders receiver, Henry Ruggs, only got three to ten years for uh, when he killed that woman driving too fast and killed her dog, when O.J. got nine to 33 years for stealing his memorabilia back from the guy in the hotel. So he took to Twitter, now X, to express that he doesn't think things are right in this case because they were in the same courthouse, same city, and the same state. Well... Yes, he's right. The Henry Ruggs got a sweet deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a really sweet deal because that was a horrific thing that happened with Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and it was stupid and it was all his fault. It it's could have been avoidable. Preventable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it's in my opinion, I equate it to first degree murder. Like you chose to get into that car, you chose to drive, drive it, you chose to be in that state, you chose. Everything you chose. Uh OJ Simpson, I don't like if you've if you're a guy like that, and you've now out, he was not charged with murder, so we cannot. I mean, you can, but you know what I mean. It's like one of those gray areas. He was charged with the memorabilia stuff, which I think mm-hmm. was just a way for the judicial system to get him a receipt. I mean, he was found civilly liable, right? Civilly liable. Uh, I don't think you speak out. I just think you shut up. No, but he's been speaking out for years when he should just be quiet. I agree. Like, just <laughs> stay, go play golf. I don't think you're the guy that should speak out when it comes to the, you know, other people and their crimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> His injustices. <laughs> right. I like the fact that he's trying to stay hip with social media, and he's like, hey, X-World instead of Twitter world. I'm like, look at OJ. Who does he think he is? Oh, he, th- he thinks he's big stuff on Twitter. Oh, oh. I see. Yeah. yeah, he has been for a while. And everything he posts is from the golf course. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. I did not do it. They said I did not do it, and I'm telling you, I did not do it. <laughs> <laughs> but what I can say is he did it, and he got a sweet deal versus the thing that I actually did do. 
but I didn't mean to do. Right. <laughs> but the important thing is that I did not do what you thought I did. <laughs> Which, by the way, he's still a rich man, despite the fact that he has paid almost nothing to the families, because his money is protected by his NFL pension. Oh, that's what he gets, a pension? Yes. I didn't know NFL players got pensions. Yes. Oh, yeah. If so they, all they, of them? If they play a certain amount of years, they do, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's X amount oh. of time in the league. Mm-hmm. And because of that, there's something about it, and uh, they couldn't, uh, Nicole's family money? and the Browns couldn't touch the pension money. Garnish his wages. Yeah, there you go, garnish. See, I never knew that. I've always heard football players, after whatever they're done with the sport, they go broke. I did not know they get pensions. Well, they yeah, that well, is they true. They do, do that as well. Yeah, they go broke because they spend their money. Uh huh. And you know, the, the NFL has done a better job of educating the younger players of how to invest, how to save. Mm-hmm. When you look at a guy like Alvin Kamara, uh, who's suspended for the first three games this NFL season for the the fight in Vegas, but. You know, he said that he has not spent a dime of his salary, his paycheck. Smart. He just, the money that he uses is from endorsements. Gronk was the same way. Right. They just save, you know, so the younger guys are smarter. The older guys blew through it. Yep. You know, watch the documentary on Johnny Manziel. Right. I'm in the middle of that right now. It's really good and really, really sad. You look at guys, uh, who was the quarterback, um, they did, a, I think, a 30 for 30 on this. It was a 30 for 30 or an E60. I always get them mixed up. But they did one on on this. So they had, like, Mark Brunel, who was another guy. He was a former quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, took him to the playoffs. You know, last guy to, I think, take him to the playoffs. And so uh, he blew through his money. Who uh, – was it Bernie Kosar, the quarterback for the Browns? That sounds right. Was He, the, he was the other guy. It like, went flat broke. Which is crazy. Because what happens is, is these guys go, okay, in order to make money, you have to have money. Mm-hmm. So I have money. My NFL, they think they're being smart. My NFL career is not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. So how do I make more money? Then they get all these people in their ear thinking about good investments. And in this, again, 30 for 30 or E60, whatever it was, one of the guys was like, yeah, we all buy car washes for some reason. So he invested his money into that and lost it all. Yeah, they invest their money in you know silly things like Which smoothie is, shops and yeah, but car wash is actually a, not a bad idea. Car washes or car lot. Ronnie Lot. I remember I met Ronnie Lot one time. I was friends with his son Ryan Nice, who played a few years in Tampa, and I got to meet Ronnie Lot, which I'd always been a fan of Ronnie Lot. You know, former defensive back, San Francisco 49ers. He was the beast. He was the best, and uh, you know, took the finger off to play in the Super Bowl. Right. Part of the dynasty. And I met him. He was a very nice man. Very, very nice man. And he owns some car dealerships somewhere out here. I don't know if it's in California or some out in the West. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how it worked out for him, but mm-hmm. I'm like, somebody had to get in his ear and say, hey, you've got all this money. And remember when these guys played in the 80s, like a very, very good, I don't want to say how much he made, but very, very good friend of mine, Randy Cross, who was number 51, the guy that snapped the ball to Montana. He'll come on the show during football season. He's one of my close friends. We worked together for a while. One of the most fantastic, wonderful people in the world that you could possibly meet. He was part of the dynasty. He won mm-hmm. three Super Bowls with the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. He played with arguably the best quarterback to ever play the game. Not even an argument as far as wide receiver with Jerry Rice. Oh, for sure. You're looking at the GOAT right there. They weren't making that much money. Nope. That's believable to me back in the 80s mm-hmm. in the NFL that they weren't making a lot. Well, of that. and then down to his position. Specifically. Right. You go down to an offensive lineman position. And I think it wasn't until the last year, maybe, or two years, possibly, tops, mm-hmm. that he made a decent salary. 
Sure. So yeah. when they get pensions, though, is it based on like how they're playing paying players now or back no, then? No, back then. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's I've right. got a I've got a buddy that played three maybe. Four, three to five years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever played a snap on the field during a regular season game, and he gets a pension. I think so, it's like five. I think five. Is it is five? I think five is the number. Five but years? I, I'll look. I can look that up. But I I'm believe like, it's five. He got dra- so he was just on a practice squad well, and getting paid. So many guys don't make five. It's it's already impossible to get into the league, and then to stay is even harder. Without getting injured. Yeah. So, you know, the Jamarcus Russell rule, you know, now applies to all rookies where they're not going to give them this huge payday. But you do get paid based off position and and draft, Mm -hmm. right, where you're drafted. But you're not going to get this ridiculous amount of money if you're possibly going to be a bust like Jamarcus Russell was. So these guys get this rookie contract and they get roped into it Mm -hmm. for a minimum. I mean, to us, it's a lot of money, but for them – on that tier, it's a minimum. You don't get paid until your second contract. You've got to make mm-hmm. it past your rookie contract, and hopefully you're not tagged. And you know That's the problem that you have every year with holdouts. This year, Jonathan Taylor with the Indianapolis Colts. He's in his last year of his contract. Two years ago, he was the lead, lead league in the NFL as far as rushing goes. Mm-hmm. Last year was a down year because it was a horrible team. You know, uh, He had a lot of injuries. He's saying that he's injured now. He's not at practice. You know, The guys are like, look, I still got a couple years, maybe, hopefully, but I want to get paid. Right. I'm not going to go out there and risk this last year of this contract for a minimum amount of money, which blows my mind because you signed the paperwork. Like, how can you just yeah. say I'm not going to work? Right. It's three years, by the way. How do you? Yeah, I thought it was three years. Three. How do you not go to work if you sign the paperwork? Maybe <laughs> some loophole they're yeah. using. I signed up for this, but I'm not going to work because I'm not happy. Like, how does that work? Right. You know, and you see it all the time in the NFL. You see it all the time in all of big sports. So, anyway, uh, OJ, shush. All right, second story. <laughs> Uber is aiming to keep you safe with updated technology. H6. Now, the driver and passenger won't be able to review the recording, but the company will save the audio. Uber's already testing it in Brazil and Mexico. And they're actually testing it here as well. This already been rolled out. Um, according to Fox 40, Sacramento users of Uber will now be able to have the new safety feature. It's going to start this week. And what it does is it lets you or either your Uber driver record the audio of the conversation had within the car. And they're doing this as safety measures, you know, to keep people safe. So say you get in an Uber, you're starting to ride, your Uber driver maybe starts asking you questions that you deem inappropriate, might be a little creepy. You want to record now what's being said. There's a safety button that they have um, that's going to update in your app. They'll email you to also let you know when the feature is available to your account specifically. You can press this button and it'll start recording. When you stop it, it'll stop, or either when the ride ends, it'll stop. Will uh, that audio be made public? The audio will not be made public. You'll have to request it from Uber if you need it for whatever reason. Oh, you don't get it right away. You don't get it right away. It's stored into, like, a, in, an encryption. So oh. the way that I read it is you have to request it. Uh, another story I read says that um, you'll actually be able to play it yourself, but I'm not sure which one of those is true because I don't have it updated on my phone yet, so I can't see it or try to oh, the internet's play around have with it. a lot of fun with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I understand legally with the recording, I understand how that works for video versus audio, so on and so forth. Like you can record video, but you can't record audio. It's 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 kind of a wonky thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if you don't think that your Uber driver is recording both video and audio already, right? You're wrong. They every every single one of them have cameras in their car. Yep. 
Not the ones that I've written in. Oh, I they haven't do. seen them with you, cameras. You haven't seen them then. I get. They got hidden cameras? I would be surprised if there was a rideshare driver that did not have dash a dash cam. And, you know, one that faces front, one that faces back, and one that faces in. Because if I'm a ride, I, there's no way I'm getting in a in, in one of those things and picking up strangers without recording the entire the entire ride. Now there are a few of them that do. I've seen some of the news stories where they've been attacked and they've had the video. But the majority of Ubers I've ever catch or gotten in, I've never noticed it. Yeah, they're there. Because when we first got here, we used to Uber a good bit. Yeah. Did you put a seatbelt? Was there a seatbelt in the car? Yeah, there were seatbelts. Yeah, cameras in there. No, there weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a gas pedal? Of course there was a gas pedal. Cameras in that? Sure, because they want to see our feet. Gas pedal cam. (laughs) Gas pedal cam. (laughs) (laughs) You come up with this stuff so quick. Is there an engine? (laughs) Yeah, there's a camera in the engine. Engine cam. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. I mean, anything in that car that you remember, just put put a cam at the end of it. Gotcha. (laughs) Headrest cam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Obviously. Was there a guy that drove drove the car? There was a guy. Yeah, guy guy cam. Guy cam. (laughs) Geico, guy can. Right. That's the insurance company has. Geico. <laughs> <laughs> see a lizard? <laughs> lizard can. <laughs> I did not see a lizard. No. Not at all. Uh, free speech doesn't work on TV. <laughs> you can't say anything you want to say. You can't. Especially if you are on a reality show and the entire world is watching you and you say a word that's not very welcomed by the rest of society. That's what happened on mine and Nikki D's favorite favorite show, even though I haven't watched in years, Big Brother. I watch every season. I've never missed one. Somebody got the boot because they said something they should not have said, so we'll get into that. We'll tell you what he said. I think we have the audio of him mm-hmm. saying it with yep. a nice beep in there. Yeah, it's, I've listened to it several times over to make sure it's all beeped. Yeah, this is a very very tricky bit that we're going to do. Uh-huh. So I hope that your beeps are in the right place. Yeah, they are, too. Because uh, <laughs> we have a list of other things that you can't say on television uh-huh. that have been said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to have to read between the beeps. Yes. All right, we'll do that here in a minute. Here. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope everything's going all right for you uh, today, this morning. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. You want to get in on the final hour of the program, feel free. 916-909-0985. Also, use that same number for the text machine. Messaging data rates apply. Or get us on the social media. Listen to the BS. I can't believe this movie debuted 39 years ago today. Almost 40 years ago today. What movie is that? Uh, you want clues or you yeah clues? I want clues. Always clues. Okay. Um, this movie showed an older gentleman giving a younger gentleman some family heirlooms. Okay. This movie showed that you can survive in the woods for a very long time. For the most part. You survive in the woods. This shows this movie shows that commercial travel can be deceiving. Um uh ooh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Not all the time Castaway. No. Nineteen eighty four? No. Castaway? No. No. This movie shows that the soap that you might use to clean your dishes could come in a different color other than blue. 
Red Dawn. There you go. Bam. Red Dawn. Wow. <laughs> I got it off really, just that clue. Just really that good. clue. I've never seen Red Dawn. <laughs> I've seen it one time. Oh, my God. Masterpiece. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen, C. Thomas Howell, Leah Thompson, Jennifer Grey. Oh, Leah Thompson. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, you know, they talk about the Brat Pack, but, you know, outside the Brat Pack, man, you had, the, those are phenomenal actors. Yeah. I saw a picture the other day of Patrick Swayze. It was like, I think they said it was, I, I, I am such a mark for Patrick Swayze. Oh, for sure. I, so much so that I believe that there should be a network that just plays Patrick Swayze movies. You know, we we're talking about we we're giving away the foreigner tickets, mm-hmm. how it's a band you go there and it's just hit after hit after hit. Even if you're not familiar with the band, you've heard their music. Uh-huh. And you probably even know the words. That's how great of a band foreigner is. Right. Right. Same thing with Patrick Swayze. There's not a Patrick Swayze movie. That can come on that you would want to change the channel. Mm-hmm. You know, the only possible movie that might be is what that two Wong thing I was going to say. I knew that's the one you were going to say. And that's two- the one I definitely would want to watch. Okay, there you go. Then, then, <laughs> then my theory is true. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. There's not a movie that Patrick Swayze's in that you... When Roadhouse comes on, especially if you're a guy, my wife won't turn the channel when Roadhouse comes on. <laughs> You don't change Roadhouse. It's almost like saying you don't like Metallica out loud. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's 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 not a thing. No. Uh it, it's just not a thing. Even Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing comes on. Guy or not. It's a phenomenal movie. Oh my god, yes. You wait for the baby line. Well, yeah. Right? Nobody puts her in the corner, man. Absolutely. And then he throws her up in the air. Yeah. Patrick Swayze is a beast. Anyway. So uh I'm not. I've not watched Big Brother in a long time, but I am a fan of the the show. I want. I tried to audition for it one a couple different times. Actually. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. I, I had a. Uh, I had a theory, a strategy that would get me on the show. Oh. Because okay, first off, I'm good with mind games, right? Mm-hmm. I can play the game and I can play it pretty well. So I would be perfect in this house because the how the get. Big Brother, if you're not familiar with the, the reality show, they take a bunch of du- people, not dudes, but people uh-huh. they, of all ages for the most part, and they put them in this house, which is on a set, uh-huh. and uh, it's for three months. It's during the summer. And, uh, you know, it, at, at first when it came on, it, it was like on three nights out of the week. <laughs> and then now they stream it 24-7, and, and I don't know what the TV schedule is. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's a brilliant show, in my opinion, and it's a lot of fun to watch. So I uh, auditioned for it one time. They had an open audition. And my strategy my strategy was that because I'm a dipper uh-huh. and you've not seen, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I mean, maybe in the last couple of years because I've not watched, like I said, you've not seen a dipper on the show, like somebody that chews tobacco. Mm-hmm. And I, it, if you want to drive someone you live with nuts, dip, but leave your spitter out. Yep. Or don't flush the toilet. Mm-hmm. It's the most disgusting, rudest, most disrespectful thing you can do. Oh, my, yeah, my ex-wife hated it if I forgot to throw it away when I dipped. I'm a very clean dipper, right? So I, I try to be respectful to other people. I don't spit out and pop. You know, I'm, I'm pretty clean. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I went to the audition with a dip in my mouth. The and, big brother? Yeah. And, and, I was, and so I was telling him the strategy. You know, I was like, like here's my strategy. Here's my strategy. Uh-huh. And I, I'll never forget the people that were filming me looking at me going, that's the like just they're so stupid. That's so Whatever. Stupid. <laughs> Whatever. Everybody so, thinks it's got to be big and grand, but it's little stuff like that that's the mind game that really messes people up. So uh, I guess arguably the goat of Big Brother is this guy Boogie Mike, 
And I became friends with him over the years because uh-huh. my best friend who lives out in Vegas was renting his house. And that's how I met him. So I went out there. I played poker with him, blah, blah, blah. I haven't talked to him in years. So I was like, dude, give me some, you know, I want to go on the show. Uh-huh. You got to give me some strategy. He, and he was telling me what to do, what to do. He's like, well, you know, I, I know Allison uh, uh, Gardner. Got, got, Grodner. Grodner. She's the executive producer. I don't know if she still is. So I was like, all right, I got to book her for the radio show. So I book her for the, you know, I'm trying to mm-hmm. work that angle. Right. But a lot of these shows don't want the radio person because they think you're, you're doing it for the radio show and not their show. Sure. You know, you have to be very genuine. I know, but you got to quit your job to go be a part of it. It's not like you can just, what company is giving you these three months or whatever off? None of the radio people that have been on there that I've seen kept their jobs. They all had to quit. Yeah. Or they're like part-timers. Sure. Or somebody that's not needed all the time. They're like, yeah, you know, why don't you give us a call when you come back? I wouldn't be good at the the mind games, but I think I would do well on a show like that because I think socializing. Be- yes, and people I think like you, like people would want to keep me around. Yes, mm-hmm. but you're easily tricked. Yeah, but oh, they will for use sure. you as like a shield. They yes. keep you around and say, "Oh, he's not going to win any competitions. He'll get information and bring it back yes. to us, and then we'll we'll get rid of him at the end." Right, but I'd make it to the end. Yeah. So they're on 25 years of this show, and this latest cast had a contestant by the name of Luke Valentine. Because that's his real name. <laughs> and he gets kicked out. I mean, I don't know if it is or not. Just it's on his Instagram, so I think it's his real name. He gets kicked out of the house. He's a pretty boy, blonde hair, you know, a little jacked. From Florida. From Florida. Where's the outfit? Blah, blah, blah. What part of Florida do you know? Uh, he is. He lives near Coral Springs, close to the Everglades. Okay. Uh, he gets kicked out of the house because he drops the N-word. He's a white guy. Mm-hmm. in the middle of a conversation with other house guests. And I believe he was talking to an African-American, right? Well, an uh, African-American was present. He was talking to all of them. He was telling them a story. He was telling them a story. Mm-hmm. And I guess when he said, well, you have the audio of this? I got it right here. Minus, you know, the N-word, the beep. I, I have it beeped. All right, yes. go ahead. Uh, R1. We were in the cheese room, dude. <laughs> Anyways, we were in the yeah. cheese room. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're I got- off the Sorry, you got to go to bed. I'm so tired I said the N-word. So I guess he just felt comfortable. No, it wasn't him who said that. It was the other two white guys. Oh, he the, made them feel very oh. uncomfortable, and they wanted to quickly get away from him. Well, because what do you do when a white guy drops an N-bomb in front of a black guy? You get scared, like, oh, God, you can't do that. I don't that. know. You tell us, Nelson. I don't know. I've <laughs> He's never done that around me, at nope. least. Now, no matter what you think about the word, because I'm sure right now there's people rolling their eyes like, well, if it can be said in the song, I get it, I understand, and I don't disagree. But for conversation's sake, if you're on the television program and you're a white guy and the world's watching, you can't say it because it makes CBS look real bad. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, Especially yeah. with all the racial tension they've had these last couple years to where now they have to put up a disclaimer before the show comes on, which they've never done before. What, what ha- what's happened the last couple of years? There's just been a lot of racial tension in the house. Um, there have been other house guests who have uh, dropped uh, racial slurs, and they were not kicked off the show. So that has caused a lot of ruckus for CBS as well. That's the second piece of audio I have here for you. For, oh. for, but, from but, like, not just white white people, but other people have dropped racial slurs? No, just white people. Just the white people? Just white yeah. People. Gotcha. Well, what year is this? Is this a... This oh, is a that's, I don't know what season it was. I'm sorry. Caitlin? Uh-huh. Caitlin is one of them, yes. Big brother Caitlin. And she, they didn't kick her off. Nope. Went from zero to stupid real quick when she dropped one of these. But this was on the online live feed. That's what this his was on live Luke feed. Luke was this on live feed. All too. live feeds. 
So this wasn't on TV? Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Because what they do is they pull the live feeds to make the TV shows. So everything happens on the live feeds, and they pull it to make the shows. Really? They didn't yeah. used to do that. Yeah, the only thing that's live is the competition. So eviction night on Thursdays, that's the only part of Big Brother that's live. Everything else is recorded. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm an expert. <laughs> so did they play this on TV? No, they're not gonna. They're gonna talk about it tonight. Tonight is when they're gonna talk about it. Say what happened. They'll probably play what we just played—the piece of audio with it being bleeped out—and say we had to kick him off, and this is why. Well, and then they talk to him after he gets kicked off, probably, right? Well, people are gonna be interviewing him like crazy, left and right. Now, mm-hmm. Julie won't like. She's not gonna bring him out and sit him Julie down and Chan. talk to him. Yeah, Julie Chan. Will she not. still does it. Yeah, she still does it. Oh, Julie love, Chen Moonves. I love, yeah, yes. Moonves. And as soon as he got, like, removed from the company, she steered into the Moonves. She like, never she, said it until then. And, yeah, as soon as Les Moonves got booted from the company, all of a sudden, the very next big brother, she was like, and I'm Julie Chen Moonves. Yeah. I like Julie Chen. I love I her. too. She's I like great. her. Yeah, she's good. All right, let me hear uh, R2. Yeah, because it's not like an easy transition. It's like from top to the bottom. Real quick. That's all right. You went bottom to top. Real quick. Zero to 100. I did go zero to 100 real quick. It's a Drake line. So she goes, they did go zero to 100 blank real quick. Oh, so she was quoting a song. Mm -hmm. Ooh, now you get into... And that was the big choppy territory. Even then, because they were like, we don't care if she was quoting a song. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So it was a whole deal. Um, they had people being bullied because of race in the house. So it's just been a lot of racial tension. So it, they're trying to steer away from that. They want people to chill. How old are these people? How old is this Luke and this Caitlin? Luke is 30. I think Caitlin is in her 30s as well. But Luke is 30. Like right now, he's 30. Okay. So he knows better. Oh, of course he does. He should know. But he talks his way normally, probably at home with his friends. And when you go into the Big Brother house, you are aware those cameras are there probably the first 30 minutes you're in this house. And then as you get to sitting around chatting with people, you get comfortable. You forget the cameras are there. And he wasn't saying it in a derogatory sense. He was saying it just how he probably said it talking to his friends or his buddies. And then he tried to justify it and say, oh, I was trying to say something different. No, now, he wasn't. All the stuff that you grabbed mm-hmm. from you can't, they're all racist things. Like you couldn't find anything that somebody said that you can't say on TV that wasn't racist. Like most of the lists were these. Like I went to cancel culture lists. I went through the mess ups on TV. I mean, the everything, everything. It's all racist. The yeah, whole the whole thing is. I mean, that's that's a yeah. Okay. I didn't. I apologize. Everything's. You're trying to tell me everything that's been that uh, people have been busted on TV. It's because of. Either the N word or something racist. Like nobody didn't say the F word on TV. Right, exactly. <laughs> the C word on TV because I've seen some of those. But see, here's the thing. I mean, actually, there's. I mean, as much as this sucks, but the the point, like, if you drop the F bomb accidentally, mm-hmm. uh, people will, will will look past that. Oh, absolutely. You can curse all you want in a Big Brother house. You just can't have slurs. Right, exactly. Isn't yeah. that isn't that like we've given a lot of power to that word? Yeah, mm-hmm. you can curse now, you can do whatever. But because slurs, there was there was once upon a time that you dropped the F bomb. I mean you're game over. Yeah. It was a deal. You're scarlet lettered. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when I heard uh, the guys from Guns N' Roses drop it at the awards show back in the eighties. They're mm-hmm. all drunk. I think that was the night that they got in a fight with Vince Neal or something like that. 
and you know they were you know crazy rockers and they're up there and Guns N' Roses is the new thing and, and Motley Crue's not so much and mm-hmm. they get up there and I forget what was said but the F-bomb was dropped there was no delay like we have now sure. and I'm a kid watching I'm going oh! exactly like what do we do I still get surprised I was watching something on E last night like a movie they had a movie on my wife put a movie on while we were, uh, eating dinner and they bleeped the F-word but not any other word. And this was like six. Yeah, like S-bombs are starting to make it on certain programs. Yep. This is like 6.30. Uh-huh. And I was surprised. I'm going, wow, there's no safe harbor anymore. Right. Like after 10, you would think. So I don't know what, the, I don't even, I don't know what the rules are now. That's what I said when I was watching something like, I don't think they have the same rules on TV anymore. Well, but you have to understand that the FCC only govern, governs the public airwaves. So that's CBS, NBC. ABC, ESPN is not governed by the FCC. Oh, so they can say what TBS they want. is not governed by the FCC. So technically, you can say those things at any time. There's no fine to be had. Like, so the two things that you can't say uh, that we've learned, anything racial, mm-hmm. nope. that's going to get you canceled. Mm-hmm. Yes. I hate that word. That's going to get you booted. Mm-hmm. And according to the Baltimore Orioles, you can't tell the truth. No, never the truth. <laughs> never the truth. I mean, let's think about how backwards of a world we live in, right? <laughs> but oh, you can gosh. cuss until your heart's content, mm-hmm. and you can lie as much as you want, mm-hmm. and you can spread false narratives and conspiracy theories and blah, 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 and yep. base it off of opinion, and everything is fine. Well, look how far Alex Jones had to go before he was kicked off of everything. Like, he was really in the weeds at that point. Well, I think we've gotten to a point now where we second guess crazy uh-huh. because we've seen so much crazy, you know, like, I mean, things that we'd never in a million years would like if somebody were to tell you on September 10th, 2001, like, you know, there's a possibility that ter- because that was a thing the FBI was aware of mm-hmm. you know? they were. and our federal government, you yeah. know, there, there was a concern. So if somebody were to say, hey, you know what? Some bad guys from the Middle East might hijack a plane and 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 fly it into the towers in New York City. Nobody would have believed that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. We're in the United States. It doesn't right. happen here. Mm-hmm. So I think like post 9-11, we've had this understanding of what crazy when people speak crazy, uh-huh. that it's not so crazy. Right. Because of what now we see with the internet. And everything's believable at this point. Right. It it can't be controlled by a handful of of sources mm-hmm. anymore because you've got all these rogue stringers out there that are doing their thing on their phones. Yep. And you're like, dude, I don't know how you explain that. That's a UFO. That's a UFO. <laughs> but you got to be smarter than this. You yeah. have to be smarter than this. I don't know what he was thinking other than he just let himself get too comfortable and just talk too, too freely and loosely. Yeah. wonder if he regrets it. Oh, I'm sure he does. As soon as it was over, he had started to regret it because the the other two white guys left the room and he's just left in there with the black guy, Jared, and he's trying to get him to tell him that he feels okay with what he did, and then he, they just laugh about it. Now, granted, I don't think he should get kicked off the show. I mean, just on my two cents. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, again, situation by situation. Was it malicious? If he called somebody that because mm-hmm. he was being racist and malicious. Right. right. I don't think... If a person of another color, other than African-American, uses the N-word, they're racist because they used it. We Context. Context. Kids growing up now, 
it's embedded because of the music they listen to. Mm-hmm. If they can sing it, they can say it. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what they think, yes. That's what they think. That's not actual. I agree. But if their peers accept it. And that's what it is, because this is something that's been accepted by the people that he's been around. I, I That's the problem. And then you get comfortable, and then you mm-hmm. start to think, oh, what the the joke is the N-word pass. Just right. like the Just be- just like the Morgan Wallen thing. I yep. thought that was silly. You know, he's a kid. He probably says it. I'm not saying he's right for saying uh-huh. it, but he probably says it with his friends. And he was secretly recorded, mm-hmm. and it took a year off his uh, career. Yeah. You know, but then he comes back and, you know, all is forgiven and all is forgotten. Wow, because country gets a chip on its shoulder anyway. You're not canceling us. And it should have been. I mean, I agree with it. It should have been forgiven and it should have been forgotten. He did his time. You know, Don Imus got hit with that. Michael Richards got hit with that. Uh, Mel Gibson. Michael for, Richards never came back. Michael Richards never came back. But his was unhinged. Like, whereas you say that Morgan Wallens was just like, a, he's probably just a young guy and it's being flippant about it. Michael Richards was like, N-bomb, N-bomb, N- you're an N-bomb, he's an N-bomb, N-bomb, like as a racist rage. Yeah, he he had some issues going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when the number one television show goes off the air and you don't have a kick. Right. <laughs> you, you start throwing around words you shouldn't throw around. <laughs> and that was kind of like the precursor to viral videos yeah mm-hmm. you know there weren't viral videos that much that i remember no you know? i don't even jerry seinfeld went to bat for him remember when they went on i think letterman yep and he was like trying to stick up for him to save his career <laughs> and that didn't even work probably afterwards jerry's like if it don't work man we gotta cut ties right <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're over with i got a good documentary if you like documentaries you want to watch it it's uh better than what you think it is based off of the person that it's about. I guess it's more of a bio. It's not a biopic. It would be a biography documentary. Okay. A biomentary. Bi- yeah. A biomentary. Bi- a biodoc. A docu-biography. I like that, actually. I don't know what it is, but it's about a person. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you what that is here in a minute. Have you ever heard of a Brazilian wandering spider? No. Nope. Never heard of it. What is it? What is the uh, context of it? Is it poisonous, dangerous? Is it biting people? Okay. It's a sex move. Is a what? It's a sex move. The Brazilian wandering spider. Uh, close actually. <laughs> kind of. So there's a supermarket in Austria, and it was evacuated after this spider was spotted in the store. And the creature is a bite that can not only kill, but also cause a permanent erection. Whoa. <laughs> Is that? The spider has reached Europe before, usually by hiding in bunches of bananas being shipped to stores. Four-inch black and red spider apparently popped up at this penny supermarket in Krems on the Bananua. What is the spider called again? Uh, it is a Brazilian wandering spider. Oh, I see it. Yeah. This thing looks scary. So is it like if you get a permanent erection and you die, so you die with an erection? I would or, guess so. Or they save you with an anti-venom and you still have the erection? Oh, like you keep the superpower? Yeah, I'm still confused. Yeah, like that's your, like Spider-Man got bit by a spider, uh-huh. radioactive spider. Like, well, this is Boner Man, you know. Boner Man! Same deal as Spider-Man, like similar story. I just, you know, <laughs> my webs don't come from my hands. Let's put it that way. <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> it's a hell of a superhero. <laughs> anyway, yeah. 
Brazilian wandering spider is featured in the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's most venomous arachnid. And its bite can also cause hypothermia, blurred vision, and convulsions in, addic- in addition to erections. Now, I wonder if it's like a, uh, um, a Viagra-type deal. Is it a priapism or is it just like a regular erection? What is a this priapism? This is permanent erection. <laughs> I know, but a priapism is like when it becomes painful. Like, it's like so, essentially a priapism is that the blood just continuously is trying to force itself down there. That's why oh, the jokes okay. the jokes that always came from those ads about Viagra were, if you have an erection for more than four hours, you should call a doctor. Yeah. It's painful. It's not just you're walking around all bricked up. A buddy of mine took one years ago, one time, and he said he, he was scared because it wouldn't go down. Yeah, it's And great. he was like, and I'm not calling a doctor. Uh-uh. You know, how like, embarrassing would that be? Exactly, because he stole it from <laughs> he stole it like from his dad or something. <laughs> so, like, I've never taken one because of that story. The t- it doesn't take much to get one from a doctor. It's not like you have to go to like great lengths. Yeah. So, anyway, that's pretty cool. I did not know that. Thought I'd educate you guys. I'm educated on the boner spider. <laughs> boner uh, spider. If you're into docs, especially about people, and you like to learn about them, I am. Oh, so, I thought this was what the documentary was. Was the boner spider? No. <laughs> Not yet. Very but, interesting. But coming soon. Right? Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So uh, Jake Paul, and I'm a fan of the Paul brothers. I love these guys because so many people hate them. Mm-hmm. I, the play, you can't lose when you play the heel, right? Unfortunately, in this business, if I want to play the heel, it doesn't work anymore. Right. You know, I had to do it kind of for eight years because... My partner was the baby face, you know, so, I mean, I know it sounds very storyline and fake as far as radio goes, but you have to have conflict when you're having conversation. Well, yeah. You have to go back and forth. So, anyway, Jake Paul and his brother Logan Paul. Jake Paul's more the boxer. Logan Paul's with mm-hmm. WWE right now. Actually, he is getting ready to step back into the boxing ring and box. But these guys started out on YouTube making just goofy videos in high school. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you know what? Uh, we're starting to make money. This is crazy. We're not even 18, 19 years old. Uh, let's go and move to L.A. and become actors and work on our, our YouTube stuff. Right. Logan was arguably the bigger star. Now it's like neck and neck between the two of them. Right. And as you learn in this documentary, it's one of the untold. It's kind of like the Johnny Manziel. There's a string of these docs that's untold and then whoever's name it is. Uh, they talk about that because Logan. they're both on there. And Logan's explaining how he always looked up to him and mm-hmm. they were always in competition. Their dad is a beast. Like, you can see where they get this grit from, uh-huh. you know, and Logan slept with one of Jake Paul's girls at one time because they were in competition, wow. and they were doing it all for their YouTube audience. Yep. And it all came to a screeching halt after they start making tons of money. They're kids. They're blowing through it. Like, at 19 years old, he bought, like, an $8 million house in L.A. Yeah. So called money. They're blowing through this money, and all this fortune and fame came to a screeching halt, and they're like, teens early 20s after they filmed the thing in the suicide forest the suicide forest yeah logan really almost screwed their whole legacy up people turned on them they turned they turned their back on them they're like this is just uh not cool what are you doing blah 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 so they had to kind of recreate themselves and imagine you're jake and you're like tied to him because that was all logan that was in the suicide forest so they recreate themselves and they start getting in a box they start at first it was youtubers fighting other youtubers yep you know, you so you'd have the equivalent of these these Paul brothers over in the UK, and so they'd set up these fights because on YouTube you can actually very easily produce a 
television show, a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Like you can charge people to watch stuff yep. on your... And this was years ago. Mm-hmm. So they're doing this fight. Uh, you know, I think... I think Kasai? Jake, yeah, Jake wins, Logan loses. And then they do another fight because they see the popularity. Then they fall in love with boxing, Jake more than Logan. Yes. And just becomes addicted to it. And then starts, he's like, well, if we're going to get some notoriety, we gotta we got to fight some named people. Mm-hmm. And they were smart. They started point. They started grabbing people with a name in the fight world, but were MMA fighters. Yes. So it's like, hey, let me take a jujitsu guy, mm-hmm. not a, or let me get a wrestler. Yes. I think uh, was it Askew uh, was the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, let me get a guy that's that's not really great with his hands. Yeah. But people know him as a badass and has a good record with the UFC. Yeah, no, they're not picking up any stand and bang guys from the UFC. They're picking up, no. like you said, wrestlers. Right. So that's what they did, and they were winning. Uh-huh. They started to win, win by knockout. And Jake Paul's a badass. I mean, these kids, both of them. Like, yeah. They're, they're, they're no scrubs. I mean, these guys are, are really, really good. And they work hard. This documentary shows that. But it's great to watch people like these two kids that in this is just the new generation the older generation even my generation gen x's we we come from the work from the bottom do your time you know eat it's your a slow process eat your crow mm-hmm. stick it out finally get to the point and then when you get to the point you win mm-hmm. that's right. how we've always been taught Right. That's how we're and always the new talk. generations a, a microwave. They want everything fast. Yep. They don't know how to work for it. They've Absolutely. been giving it fast though, mm-hmm. too, though. So these, you know, you go on the internet and you're part of the less than one percent that strike gold like yep. the Paul brothers do. The older generation, the older guard, especially in the boxing world, which is a very pure sport, mm-hmm. and you have the purist, they're not gonna accept that. No, not at all. They're going to feel like you don't belong here, you didn't work to get here, and they're not going to have any respect for you. So uh, they, they just kept doing these fights, and they kept winning, and they kept fighting, and they kept winning. And, you know, they, they talk about who they really are, which I thought was pretty pretty cool because it's, you know, it, it's no secret to me. And these guys aren't fighters first. Mm-hmm. They're promoters. Sure. I mean, it's, it's again, it's always about the storyline. Right. They, they realize that. They're storytellers. So the things that they say and they do, just like in the boxing world, which was before the Paul brothers got involved, a dying business. Oh, yes. The UFC totally made boxing a dying business. Mm -hmm. The buy rates for their pay-per-views went in the toilet and went in the toilet because they didn't have a hero. You didn't have a Tyson. You didn't have an Ali. Well, because how many of those guys were having traumatic brain injuries? Boxing is not set up to have a a longevity in the sport. MMA has so many things in place, stoppages and, and different techniques that are being used. These guys are being able to stay in the career longer as an MMA fighter. So whether choice or chance, they get into this industry and they just rejuvenate it. And, and his business manager is, I forget the guy's name, but he's a for, he's the former owner of the UFC. Okay. So he's, you know, he's like, you know, this guy's just got gold written all over him. <laughs> You know, it's absolutely brilliant. Not everybody can do this. Did you say this is on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. This is not everybody can do it. It's very difficult because you have to every day wake up. You think it's bad when one person talks crap about you. Like if you don't have a thick enough skin, you, you think it's bad that somebody in your neighborhood might say something about your house behind your back or on, you know, next door and you can't take it. These guys have thousands thousands of people on a daily basis and they have for years 
trash them across all social media, across every country, yeah. you know, worldwide. I can't believe you related it to somebody talking about your house. <laughs> Not my house. I'm talking about in general. I'm just saying. I don't know if people care if somebody talks about oh their my. house. Oh. oh, you're wrong about that one. Get a yard. Care? Get a <laughs> yes. Oh, get a yard. Go, have you ever no, been? She on, didn't talk about my yard. Have you ever been on next door? Yeah, I've been on there. Oh boy. Go go on the next door and listen to the petty conversations. Look, I'm not. It always starts out with I'm not trying to be that neighbor, right? But the people at five five five, you know, oh they'll dox you too. That, they'll give the whole address. Wilson Street. You know, it, I know we don't have an HOA, but it's time to cut the grass. It's been three weeks. Wow. If I wanted to, if I wanted to live in the in the Amazon, I would have moved there. <laughs> Well, you now there, which they'd always have like a, a snide comment like that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I'm not trying to be that neighbor, and I understand everybody has to work to make a living, but there's no need to park your work truck out in front of your house. I'm on the street over, and I can see off the reflection <laughs> <laughs> backwards where it says Billy's pool and more. <laughs> you think he's kidding? No, it's that's, that's I'm not kidding. Truth. I'm actually no. channeling stories that I've read. Yeah, you're giving me kind of PTSD because I was the guy they'd complain about. So. You complained. They complained I didn't complain. about you on next door. I had a he. I was like, did you read uh, next door about me? I wasn't the best about maintaining my yard sometimes. I can see that. Oh goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you got blasted. Yeah. <laughs> but did you care though? I mean, not enough to fix the problem, but I was ups- I was upset. <laughs> Look, I'm not trying to be that neighbor. But the guy Nelson that lives at 333 <laughs> Tanya Drive, you haven't mowed your lawn in two months. Just because you're overweight doesn't mean you don't need exercise. <laughs> that would piss me off right there. Yeah, they're ruthless. That's the strategy. It's the, I don't mean to, here's the problem, let me take a shot. Yes. Every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Fourth and final round of headlines. I'm going to tell you why mom is suing Southwest and... Who ESPN signed a $2 billion deal with? All right, get you all that here in a minute. Headlines. This is our fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. That is goodguysheatingcooling.com. Best service, best price, guaranteed. Good people, good guys. I'm a fan. That's no BS, they say, Nikki D. Mm-hmm. She gets psyched for her stories. Yeah, she does. I'm sitting here reading my good guy stuff, and she's just like focused. She's like, I'm ready to. Gotta un- say every word properly here. Oh, there it is. Here it comes. The passive aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Have some attention. balls. Huh? But I gotta pay attention. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry for wanting everybody to speak correctly. My fault. Go ahead. Speak. Before calling the cops, should a flight attendant at least talk to you? Eight seven. I, I can guarantee you within the first five seconds, everything would have been cleared up. Nobody noticed anything unusual except for the flight attendant who did not speak to us and who instead called the police and had them waiting for us. A California mom flying from San Jose to Denver, Colorado. She's on her way there because of all things, her brother has passed away. This according to TMZ. She's getting on a plane. She sits down with her daughter. As as we all know, if you've ever flown with Southwest, they don't have assigned seats. So the order in which you get on a plane, you have to find a seat. So when she initially got on a plane, there wasn't a seat where her and her daughter could sit together. So she began, of course, asking people if they would be willing to switch seats with her, things like that. Well, the flight attendant, for whatever reason, felt 
they're saying that something about her was off and they thought that she was trafficking her daughter. So without ever talking to the woman, without ever speaking to the child, they call the cops. And when the plane land, her and her daughter are greeted at the gate by cops and uh, Southwest security to question her on who she is to the child. Because, but there are two different races, right? Because yeah. she was white. Her daughter's yeah. biracial. So, you know, here's a catch 22, right? Of course, it, if, if, it, if they would have done that and the race was not a question, mm -hmm. this would not be a story. Right. Right. But because of that, it's a story. Now, in order to catch these human traffickers, which is a big problem in this country, yeah. huge, huge problem. Kids are being snatched left and right. They are. Right. It, you know, to be vigilant, you have to profile. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You do. And you have to speculate. So I got to tell you, if I'm this woman, as much as I'm upset about them because I know why they did it, I'm sitting here thinking at least they're looking. No, she was she was offended, and her biggest reason for being offended was the fact that she spoke to several people on the plane because of their policies is why she even had to make herself known to people to ask people to switch seats for her. But her biggest issue was that the flight attendant didn't even have a conversation with her. Had she said one word to her, even just asked her a question, she said she feels like it would have been cleared up. But because they only profiled her and left it at that, that's why she's suing them. I don't know if they can. You know, I mean, I, that's not their job. I mean, they're not law enforcement. So well, I think their job is to spot something, and if it seems out of whack, then they, to report it. Well, a person that's uh, also a flight attendant for Southwest sat down and did an interview, and this woman, and this is separate, said that they do train them on it, and one of the things she did say was that they are supposed to approach oh. them and they are supposed to talk to them okay. and from there gather if they should go forward with it. I That's what that woman said. I stand corrected then. Yeah. I, I would think that they would be hands-off. You know, did not get involved at all because that's not their job. They're not trained to do that. She said they are trained, though. They wow. are trained. They have uh, sex trafficking training. I'm not sure the exact name they use for it, but she said they are trained for this, and there are questions that they are supposed to ask. You know, I think we need to take a step back and go, uh, enough of this. Let's stop denying that people don't profile and that profiling is bad. Bad guys are caught by profiling. Mm -hmm. There's actually a job called profiler. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing. Right. It's not a bad thing to profile if it helps deter whatever, God forbid, you know, is going to happen. Right. You know, when I go out, I go out like I was out with my daughter at the gym. Now, my daughter, like I said, she's 18. She's a very beautiful young lady. I'm nowhere near 18. Right. Mm -hmm. it, I guess if you I, I don't think anything of it, no. I'm just out with my daughter. Exactly. But I notice people looking at us at the gym. Same thing when I go out with my dad. People look like, who's this young girl he's with? And that's just what they do. It, and he always has to say, this is my daughter. This is my daughter. But I don't get, see, I don't get upset and I don't get offended by it. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going, I'm glad people are observing what's around them. Mm -hmm. Because now I highly doubt that a human trafficker is going to take his victim into the gym and work out with her. You know, but if something is off and you feel like something's off, like even if somebody at the gym were to pull me aside and say, hey, Man, who is this? Yeah, they're not going to. I don't think they think you're trafficking her. They're looking at you like, oh, look at him being a sugar daddy. Maybe. That's what they're thinking about you. It, it, look, if, <laughs> it, it, my theory, if it doesn't, if it doesn't affect my paycheck. It doesn't affect how much food is on the plate for my, my family. If it doesn't get into my house, 
I don't care. Mm-hmm. I told that to my mother the other day. My mother told me a story when I was little. Um, uh, be- it was some religious thing. I mean, you go back to the seventies and and all this stuff, and it was about you know, like the the Jews and the Catholics, and and somebody had said something that uh, you, you know w- w- you just don't say, right? Mm-hmm. And and she was telling me the story mm-hmm. about this. And, and and somehow it got directed like at me before, I, like while she was pregnant with me or something. And, and I think she was waiting for me. And I was like, oh, OK, great story. Thanks for sharing. And she was waiting <laughs> for me to like call this woman who I don't even know or this person like a bitch or it's a horrible person. I, and she goes, wasn't she, isn't she a horrible person for saying that? I go, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't care. She, Did you hear my story? Yeah, I heard your story. She goes, doesn't it make you upset? No, How it's Saturday, and the weather's beautiful outside. <laughs> I'm about to go in my pool. This happened almost 50 years ago. Well, it's time. <laughs> and I don't even know this person. I said, I just had a sandwich, and this story had no bearing on that ham and Swiss sandwich I just had. I just ate lunch with my daughter. She got a pink drink from Starbucks. It didn't put less pink drink in her cup because of this story that she doesn't even know about. Exactly. (laughs) So why am I upset about what somebody else thinks or says? Because your mom's still upset all these years later, Mm -hmm. and you should be too. And here's here's her reaction. She goes, she was kind of, it was a snarky laugh. It was, (laughs) and then she goes, she didn't say much. She just made noises. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was. It was she had to think about it. I could hear the wheels grinding, like she was taking it in, going, "Huh? God, I wish I did that seventy years ago." Yeah. <laughs> I wish that was the mentality seventy years ago. I wish I didn't even remember this story anymore. Right. Exactly. All right. You live longer. You're happier. <laughs> Not as much stress. No anxiety. All right. Second story. ESPN bet may be coming to a state near you. H eight. A bombshell sports betting deal and a big move for ESPN and Disney. What does it reveal about CEO Bob Iger's larger plans for the struggling media giant? In a major sports betting move, ESPN has cut a $2 billion deal with casino owner Pet Entertainment to launch ESPN Bet, a branded sports book. ESPN Bet will launch this fall in 16 states where Penn has sports betting licensing. It's going to replace the Barstool Sportsbook. Yeah. And Dave Port, what, Portnoy? Portnoy, yeah. Yeah, he, he, got, bar, he got his company back for zero. Like, they sold it back to him for, like, zero. They, they, there's an NDA, so they can't discuss it, but he's back in charge, so they're not under the ESPN uh-huh. thumbprint anymore, so they can go back to being what they were that got them on the map to begin with. Yeah, rogues. Yeah, like rogues and, and a little bit more hardcore. That's what everybody fell in love with. Barstool, Barstool yeah. Sports is genius. Like the idea of it to, to put a twist on the the nerdy sports reporting that was before them. Right. You know, here's the thing. Everybody's gambling. You know, here in California, yes, gambling's legal, but not sports betting. Which is crazy. And I know the last run, there was two props that were proposed, and it was fairly split 50-50 from what I was told. And I, I've been, it's been explained to me why it didn't go through, but you guys got to figure it out because here's people are going to bet either way. Now, you might not be able to get on DraftKings or you might not be able to get on ESPN, but there are plenty of websites 
that you can go to or drive an hour away and just get on your phone and and, and spend your money there. You can get a, 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 what do they call that, that masks your IP and you can get on DraftKings. Yeah, it's 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 just silly. You're, fight, you're fighting, you're not fighting the good fight anymore. Is there any rhyme or reason to the 16 states that legalize it versus everyone else in the world saying no? Yeah, well, yeah, it's money. You know, it's it's the casinos making sure that they have control and they're getting their cut that they want versus, you know, if you bring in a larger corporation like a Caesars or something like that, are they going to get more? It's just about figuring out the numbers. Oh, okay. That's all it is. Makes sense. And the state's got to get what they have. Right. Like in the state of Florida, gambling's illegal. It is illegal to gamble in the state of Florida. Now, you can have a poker room if you have a paramutual, which would mean horse racing, dog racing, and there are casinos there. Mm-hmm. You have the Hard Rock in Tampa and also in uh, South Florida. Those are Seminole tribe-run, tribal council-run, oh, so like most casinos law. are tribal council-run, uh-huh. and they pay over a billion dollars to the state of Florida every year. So no one else can have a casino. Dang. Right. Um, I, fought, I fought Rick Scott on it for, I mean- in real life. I mean, I know he's a senator now, but he was a governor <laughs> there one time. It was a whole ordeal. It was national news, blah, blah, blah. So, anyway, it, it, it's like marijuana. You know, you get to a point where, you know, you have these gray hairs that the states that they don't legalize gambling. We just came from Georgia. So, backwoods. You've got the old guard that want to jump on this Bible that says, it's it's, it's against the God doesn't gamble. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brings in the whores and the drugs, and, you know, and all this stuff. And it's not accurate. It's not accurate at all. You're losing money. Marijuana is the only reason that my home state, Nebraska, legalized gambling because they almost legalized marijuana. They were just about to have it on the ballot, and they saw that there was going to be a swell and it was going to be legalized, and they got the the initiative kicked off on like a single line item they found in the paperwork. If you get to a point where people are doing it anyway, Mm -hmm. within reason, I'm not talking about murder or something like that, but something like gambling, if marijuana... We had more people in this country in jail based off of misdemeanor marijuana charges than any other crime. Yep, absolutely. So that meant murderers and rapists were walking because there was no place to put them. Mm -hmm. That's a fact, right? Gambling, if people are going to do it, they're going to do it. Why not profit off of it, Right. put people to work, get them jobs, good-paying jobs, and police it and tax it? You know, that's what they did with the poker world with, uh, you know, when they when they raided the online stuff. It was a Black Friday, Black Monday, Black Tuesday, Black mm-hmm. something, you know, because the government was like, there's way too many. This was during the poker boom in the 2000s when it was TV hot. Right. They're like, we're not making any money. We got to shut this down so we can find a way to make money. Yeah, make money. Yeah, Let make everybody money. win. Everybody wins. Police it. Whatever. I don't care. Last minute calls, comments, concerns. 916-909-0985. You can also get us. On the text machine, the same number, messaging data rates apply. We'll get uh, to you. If not, we'll get out here for Thursday in a minute. As always, look at the time. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. And about out the door, got a few uh, little texties on the text machine. We do. All right. You You want to read them? So glad I can turn my radio to 98.5 and hear something enjoyable. So we are, right? We're 98.5. We are 98.5. Yeah, we are. All right. 
Gonna hey guys. Imagine if it was a different radio station. <laughs> <laughs> just texting us. <laughs> Make sure. Uh, I just called 98 Rock. I didn't know we were 98.5. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It's like, oh, 98.5, the wave. Uh, hey. You're listening to Up and Adam in the morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm a truck driver and I love Up and Adam. <laughs> Your games are so much fun. Yeah. Sorry. Like he's talking about Speaking us. Speaking of. Oh, there's, there's God Station. <laughs> Hey guys, love the show. I'm so glad there's something new to listen to on the radio. I'm a truck driver driver local here in Sacramento. I love Patrick Swayze. Did you see the last TV show he was doing where he was a cop, The Beast? Oh yeah, that's right. That was a hell of a show. What was it called? The Beast. The Beast. Right? Yeah, like oh, I think that's what it was I just called. thought that was his character on the show. I oh. did not see it, so I don't know. But that was really good. It was like TNT or something. It was. It was. I don't think it was one of the big three. It was really good. That's when he got the pancreatic cancer. That that during filming of that. Yeah, yeah. The, the picture that I saw, uh, one of the last pictures of him. I, I don't. I want to erase that from my memory. And right. it, it ran across my Twitter thread. I don't know why. I don't know if it was because of, you know, the Red Dawn anniversary or some type of. I don't know what it was, but it was him getting out of the car. You know, and he smoked cigarettes. I believe up until the day he died. Really? really? I that thought I'd, he quit. I I pre, I I, I want to say he did. I. I know I remember seeing a picture of when he was really ill and he did not look like Patrick Swayze anymore. And that, that some bitch still smoking. Well, at that point, even if you right. quit, you might as well start. Because, look, I tell you, if I get in that, God, knock on whatever, yes. I wish, I, pancreatic cancer is horrible. It's the worst way to die. I mean, the, 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 there's a very small margin of error. Like, you, you're pretty much done. Yeah. Right. If that's the case and I ever get that, I'm doing coke. I'm doing heroin. I'm doing everything that I'm not supposed to do just to say that I did it. I got mm-hmm. you. Buddy. And watch what what you got. I got you. you. You know somebody. Yeah, I get you. And, and watch this. Like, watch you get pancreatic cancer. You're like, you know, I'm going to go on this bender because I've been good my whole life. I've <laughs> always just wanted to try to see. Then you find out that heroin cured you. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? No. You want to hear one last thing to see if we can get Nelson to cry? Even though yes. he did cry already earlier. I do want to hear it. Nelson was very upset this whole entire show, starting from the very beginning this morning at 6 a.m. He's not with his kids for the first time as they go off to school in Nebraska with his ex-wife mm-hmm. and probably the large black man she cheated on with. Tyrone. Tyrone, thank you. Uh, they did not get a sign as they have had every year. They did not get fed. No pancakes no for pancakes. him. Very sad day. Mm-hmm. Nelson was about in tears before we started this show. I was going to say, I was going to try to make him cry. Um, uh, but somebody else did that for me, so thank you. Mm-hmm. But I got one last one. Give me J6. Okay. J6. I have died every day <laughs> Oh, you son of a... Oh. Don't you start singing. I love this song. Don't you start <laughs> singing. You're lucky I only grabbed that portion of the uh-huh. I was like looking at it, I go, oh, thank God this clip is only 20 seconds. Did you hear the baby noises? I did. What's that? Is that a cat dying? No, I'm not giving you guys any more juice. Out Maybe of tomorrow songs. we do like the saddest songs. It just this will be a theme for this month. We'll just see how many times we get this. I got a playlist. At the end of the week, he's down 25 pounds <laughs> from just crying. Liquid weight, water weight, water weight. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, we got to get out of here. Nicky D. See you later. There you go. Nelson. Just happy to be here. <laughs> at Listen to the BS on social media. Give us a like, follow, share, at The Bailey Show on YouTube. Have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Hey, That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. One big award.